Frank. <laughs> Get right into it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to The Sap. It's your boy, Dave Neal. The Sex Actually podcast with your co-host, Tasha Courtney. Hello. We're about to introduce our guest, but I wanted to welcome all of our new audience members. Hello. Welcome to the community. The Sap Sex Actually podcast is a conversation amongst myself Dave and my girlfriend Tasha, and we talk about sex, dating, love, relationships, and bring on our favorite comedian guest friends and self-help gurus to hear about their lives and how they uh, fucked up and got to where they are today, and usually they give us relationship therapy. Does that sound good? Does that sound all right? Let's jump right into it. I liked that intro. That was fine, right? You're criticizing me with your eyes. No editing required. No editing required. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, our guest for this episode, which I believe is 338. Wow. Am I right with that? 338? We got to find the numerologist to figure out what that means. Uh, Give it up for Jess Mulder, everybody. Hello. Thank you for being on the show today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Now I'm worried it's not 338. Did Who cares? I, did I be wrong? Doesn't matter, right? <laughs> I have my thing with me. I'm going to check. So, Jess, uh, we, we, oh, by the way, I want to cheers to you, but I haven't poured myself a wine yet. I like to do things on the air. I feel like it's a better, uh, I feel like the audience, here, hold on, I got to get a good audio of it. Oh, wow. Jess, you can't pay for that <laughs> kind of audio. Lug, lug, lug. I see you've already poured yours. Cheers to both of you I don't for wait. joining cheers. us today. Cheers. Tasha could barely get out of bed. She was like the grandfather from, uh, Willy Wonka, the chocolate Yeah, factor. today. <laughs> I only came alive an hour before you were set to arrive, and I was like, lift this place into shape. <laughs> I'll be honest. I never knew how much shit goes on in a woman's body before. Once you get to your ages, I'm not saying your ages, but, you know, your ages. Oh, well, risky. a woman of any age, actually. Vaginas are complicated, and it doesn't help that doctors don't take vagina pain seriously. Um and just women's health in general. Because I feel like Dave could show up to the doctor and be like, oh, my right ball hurts. And like they'd like whisk him into surgery immediately. But that's not my fault. Like, no, it's I, not like your I have fault, a lot of but empathy. But it's just like it's, it's just a problem yeah. in the uh, United States. It's very so, true. They always make you think that you're overreacting. They're like, okay, sure. You're having yeah. a big issue. Eye roll. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, I was just reading a story today and I don't even remember what the girl had wrong, but like, oh, it was it was PCOS. She had um, like cyst on her ovaries that had ruptured and they like sent her to get her appendix removed because they thought it was a waste of time to do the ultrasound. And luckily, like on the way, like this, the nurse that she was with waiting for surgery that night was like the only female she had interacted with and was like mm, let's get you an ultrasound that's a lawsuit dude that right? is a lawsuit well like wouldn't what like female like gynecologists should be female so you wouldn't have a guy a mechanic who doesn't know what a toyota Corolla drives like you wouldn't have him fix your Toyota you know, Corolla. They you think so. They but. S- they say that um, like statistically, women doctors are naturally more empathetic than men doctors, but that's just not always the case. And I feel like I read a different story. This was on a Reddit thread earlier, and I don't even remember what the topic of the thread was, but it just so happened that two of these type of stories came up, and the woman oh she it was she had just left a yelp review for her gynecologist of 15 years right and she said like you know at first i thought this lady was wonderful but 15 years later after x y and z things all going wrong and her always brushing it off and not doing any further investigation i've had it up to here and i would rather have a fucking lumberjack <laughs> as my gynecologist if they could just show a thread of a shred of empathy right i don't know my my gynecologist is a man but it, it might be time for me to Find somebody who can help me. It's weird going to a gyne- going to the gynecologist with you, knowing there's a guy with like 
little forceps pry and open your vag or whatever they do. Is, I don't he, really, know is they... he really old? Because I used to always have women. I just got a guy, and I I like him a lot, but he makes a lot of jokes. Like, <laughs> yeah, like he he's teaching me about things I already know. He's like, didn't you learn that in medical school? Like, he's just always making little jokes, and I'm like, this is funny, but it's awkward because you're like in me, right? Look, now. I don't want to. Uh, I don't <laughs> like, want to. Don't uh, make me laugh while your hands are my vagina, yeah, please. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't want to uh, dig deep into the topic here, uh, but. Um, that was a pun. Okay, yeah. so no one's with me. Um, <laughs> but what are, what do they do? What are they looking for? Uh, normally, they take like a sample, which is basically it's like an but extra in, long. They're in Q-tip. your vagina. They're yeah. like in your yeah. vagina. Yeah, they open it up and, and they put a. It's sh- called a septum, right? Sept- no, forceps. Se- no, forceps no. is how they rip out babies or oh. not rip out, oh, but no. pull out. Christ. No, what is it called? It's not a septum. It's a uh, septum is pole. that piercing. Yeah. What is it? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's a thing. It holds open your vagina and they basically stick a long ass Q-tip in there and uh, they like swab you and that's how they check for cervical uh, cancer and that's why you're supposed to go once a year. And chlamydia, then, gonorrhea. Yeah, STDs yeah. and stuff. Does it hurt to go to the gyno? Do they? It feels weird. It's like... It, it's, it's like, very cold. At any point... Is right? It, Isn't yeah, it like it's, it's cold. cold in there? Yeah. Like all the tools are cold. I'm asking and, questions for all of mankind because I don't think I don't think anyone in the history of mankind has asked these questions. But is it like, do you get turned on? Is there any no. element? No. Like, uh, yes. Underneath the fluorescent lights on my back with my feet in these little cups. But if I had a female doctor who like was acute you know whatever and she's like warming up <laughs> like her hands i mean don't get me wrong i had in college all of my doctors were indian women uh and, and uh, which is the, the only reason i can only come to indian porn now and uh uh curry and Jeez. no in, in in high school as people it, don't understand that he's trying to make a joke and we're all just sitting here rolling our eyes no i think they do i think they get go it go ahead yeah. just finish and then, your and then before that uh, my uh pedia pedia pediatrician? pediatrician there was a female doctor so like in my formidable years, I had to. <laughs> did I say right? My form no. in my formative years, <laughs> I had to go before my dick got to where it is today. I had to go to a female doctor, and they would like get up close. Sometimes they'd blow on it. They'd flick you in the nuts. They they do a few different things. They'd cough on you'd have to cough and turn a certain way. I mean, yeah, there's like very. And I'm like, what are we doing here? But also, I don't want a full grown woman who my mom knows to be you know touching my things touching your winky yeah but that's just you know i don't know i just i, I guess you just have to go do it i don't know but you'd think that maybe if you had a burly john ham type guy know that you know you'd, you could be attracted to that going to see him i'm pretty sure that's probably like against some code of ethics or something for you to like date your patient maybe or maybe not i don't know <laughs> i don't know how it works when you think it would be pretty knuckles deep pretty unethical for yeah, sure that would be cloudy but also i, I still just am weird about men that become gynecologists i'm like why would you do this because you get to see the grossest part of the vagina and you don't get like it's not like somebody waited and made sure to manicure everything and like is all clean like you have to see the grossest stuff like what is well, the, appeal? the vagina in a in whole is disgusting i think men are more <laughs> attracted to labia or or the idea of a closed uh a just, vagina just no, with, that has no potential, like a vagina like with a, potential, like a Barbie vagina. Yeah, not a nest. I mean, you want to know that the hole's there. You don't want it like sealed up, like some you know Chernobyl accident. You just want like I don't know. Uh, well, that's well, everyone's different. I don't want a vagina shame. I'm just saying, of all the organs in the body, the vagina is not winning. You know, cutest uh, organ in my book. That's all. I'm an eye guy. Yeah, you know, I would agree with you about that. But and, uh, 
yeah, and that's why, like, as a guy, like, you don't even know what you're going to see. I, like I always said before, I used to think a vagina was directly below the belly button, directly <laughs> below, and then, and then you wouldn't get there yet, and you'd be like, where the fuck do they put these things? They're below you, really. They're so close to your asshole, which makes sense because the dick is too, but yeah. I never would have known how close the vagina and the asshole are. You know what I mean? Anyway, hey, folks, this is the Sex Action Podcast. So, so uh, Jess, I want to I make it clear I I worry sometimes when I think I'm really good friends with someone, but mm-hmm. they don't reciprocate. I think Jess is one of the uh, like. If I was told that we were like twins lost at birth, I would be like, "Fuck yeah, Jess!" Because I I think you're like the closest comic that is like a my bro. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I agree with that. Okay, I know I'm not trying to because I'm not trying to. I mean, you might not like me. You know what no. I mean? You might be like, which is, <laughs> he's like putting all of this on you. Yeah. Like you really like me, right? You I really wouldn't like be here me. if I didn't like you. But well, it took 338 episodes. So I'm just saying. I <laughs> I'm just treading lightly here to say that. I in 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 I you're probably someone who I like. Uh, so much uh, that I'm not that I don't even know that well because I really don't know you that well. I got yeah. a lot of que- we have a I have a lot of questions for yeah, you because we've never like hung out like bros except for like at comedy shows and things and we're not really talking much there because we're listening and but, just self hating is pretty much what we're yeah. doing. Yeah. And by the way, congratulations! We're looking at the best actress of the Portland Comedy <laughs> Sketch Festival or whatever it's wow. called. Doesn't even know what it's called. My best friend over here <laughs> voted best actress by a, by a, uh, a panel of people panel in, of in people. Portland. <laughs> so you so should. Cool. So you, were you like now? If you go back to Portland, will the streets be stopped for you? Are oh you yeah, like a big deal red there? carpets every corner for sure. Paparazzi, yeah, just paparazzi. Like <laughs> can't I, even eat a pizza and pee. Yeah, I needed I needed a bodyguard. It was it was getting crazy. Now I played Jess's husband or whatever. Boyfriend, I don't think it was yeah. even uh, defined in the sketch, but I didn't get any credit. It, but I think you, you can only Dave's be as mad. good as the palette you're painting on. Do you <laughs> know like, I mean? I'd like to hope that I supported you. I'm like, you did. Everybody in it made me able to do it. For no, sure. but it's good because you wrote it. So it's yeah. good that you wrote the project. So, of yeah. course, you got to best actress your writing, which is good. So congratulations yeah, on so. that. Thank you. What are you doing in L.A.? We met out here three, four years ago. What are you doing here? What brought you here? You're a uh, Floridian. What are you, yeah. why are you here? I, I came here for comedy and to, you know, write and make shorts and sketches like the one we were in together is really my goal out here um it's like i always kind of had this goal to get over here when i started doing stand-up in new york which was right after college which i never really thought i would do but i always was interested in stand-up it just seemed like something that was like oh yeah that's just like people other people do that i don't do that i grew up in like a businessy type family so anything like that like in entertainment was like a hobby so i almost started doing stand-up by mistake because i lived in new york and and then I really liked it. And then I was like, oh, I, I want to go out to L.A. just because New York is so fucking cold and I couldn't handle it anymore. And um, yeah, so I just came out here, started doing it, met you. And now I'm the best actress. So I think I succeeded. <laughs> I think You're I'm done. done. <laughs> That's the episode, everybody. We figured it. Did you go back to Florida after New York or did you go straight New York to L.A.? And what year were you in New York? Um, I moved to New York in 2008, end of 2008, early 2009 when I graduated from college in central Florida. Um, and I just like, I was going to be a lawyer because like, that's what businessy raised people do. You have to do something like that. You'll definitely have a job. But then I graduated and it was like, I don't want to do that. So I just moved to New York. Uh, and then I was there till about 2012 until me and my ex moved. We were going to come here, but his sister was really sick. So we moved to Pennsylvania 
which was supposed to be for like six months, but then it turned into three years. So I actually took like three years off. Okay, of, pause. So yeah. you, you're in New York with your current boyfriend. You're with your, not your current, I'm sorry. With at my, the time, your boyfriend. Yeah, at the time, my boyfriend. And you, so you, you, you both had agreed to move to LA. Yeah. And then. Because he was an actor and like did stand up a little. And so we were going to write and perform and stuff out here and then and then one week turned into two and you just all of a sudden were in pennsylvania for three years well yeah it was like his sister got diagnosed with with hodgkin's lymphoma and she was really sick and like went into remission at first and then she started getting worse again and it got to one of those situations where it was like oh no this is going to be really bad like she's on her way out you know because it kind of goes like this with cancer so she was looking like she wasn't going to make it after a few months so we moved back home with his parents and we're just going to kind of help out, spend time with her and stuff like that. And then save up a little money and during that time and then move to L.A. But she would start to get better. And then it was like, OK, like we'll start to plan to go. But then she get worse again. So it became one of those things where it was like, how do you decide to like move across the country and leave your sibling who might die at any minute um, when you don't know if like you could make it back? Like because it was so up and down yeah it's you a know? shitty time to go start yeah. pursuing your own ventures right across so the country. so it turned into three years when it was just supposed to be a few months and um and then eventually she did die so then we we're like yeah wow. let's go yeah it was real. how old was she she was 25 oh my god so you moved out here with your boyfriend at the time well he was my husband then okay that's what i wasn't sure if it was the same guy so yeah. you got married in pennsylvania yeah um well it was it was weird because like our relationship was always like a little tumultuous, you know, and like we started dating in our twenties and then dated into our thirties. And after like, I guess going through something that big with somebody, it kind of brings you a lot closer together. And once she did die and we moved out into our own apartment, we were still kind of in the area for a little bit longer. Um, it was like, what was a really bad relationship, which you couldn't really tell because like everything's terrible. So like when the relationship is terrible, it's like, Oh, of course it's terrible because of this, you know? Um, once we moved out, I guess like our relationship got so good and I never expected this, but he proposed to me and I was like, Oh shit. And then like, what do you do? You weren't ready for it? No, not at all. I never thought he, I thought he was the type of guy that like would never do anything that he said he was going to do. So that's why I picked him obviously. So I was like, (laughs) I will never have to where, uh, where, where, where did this take place? Um, he proposed to me in Florida on a trip, like, but we're still living in Pennsylvania and it was like in front of my family and everybody on film. And so I was like, Jesus Christ, I was shaking for like 45 minutes after it. Cause like, not only did I think he was kidding during it that I was like, get up. But then like when he was serious, I was like, Oh my God, I don't expect this at all. And like, what do you say? You know, like we've been together for years. Did the thought of anything, any, but yes, cross your mind. Um, or you just hoodwinked? I kind of just wanted it to be over. So, because like everybody was looking and it was really stressful because I don't like like that sort of stuff, you know? I would have loved a, a private thing for sure. But How wild is that? Engagements. Yeah. Public. I, it's so, it was so terrifying. <laughs> a lot of and out of nowhere, like normally you know it's coming, you know? And like, I guess, I don't know. But yeah, I, I, I don't think I would have said no just because at that point you're with somebody for so long. Like we, our relationship was good at the time. So in my head, I was just like, well, I could always get divorced if uh, it doesn't work out. But, you know, shit or get off the pot. So I just definitely say <laughs> yeah, yes. like if you're not yeah. walking away from the relationship in the first place, right. it's kind of like, okay, right. I guess we're yeah, going to keep I, moving forward. But I think like what was so surprising to me was like, we just started having a good relationship again, like six months ago. You sure you want to like just do that? But I mean, we'd already been making plans to move to LA. So it's like it made sense. But I didn't think that like that 
was the thing we were going to do. So so there was no preemptive talk about an engagement? No, I mean, we had talked about it over our relationship, but like we'd broken up so many times and like it, it seemed like we weren't really compatible overall to to make it to the end anyway. So Why were you staying together? Well, Just like comfort? You well, think? yeah, it was comfort. But then there was also like there was there's always like a good side to a relationship that isn't good, you know? So like we definitely had a lot of things in common and we did get along, but like... As far as the just stuff where you feel secure in a relationship and you kind of don't have doubt and you're like, this is my person that I know I don't have any doubt. I don't doubt their commitment to me. Like I always doubted his commitment to me. Um, and so, so trust I, issues. Yeah, trust issues. And like, you know, he gave me reasons for those. So when he made that leap, I was like, oh, you know, wow, like that's huge. Like he used to, you know, at certain times, like not want to like show me affection at a party, like commitment wise. So I'm like very surprising to me that you would put a ring on my finger and propose to me in front of a bunch of people. But again, after being together for years, I'm like, oh, we've grown, we've changed. And then, you know, not so So when you talk about trust issues, was it like a day-to-day thing? Like, where were you? Are you coming home? Or is it jealousy? Or was it big picture? Like you, you said before we started, was this the relationship that... Yeah, with infidelity. Or yeah, that- yeah, and it was kind of like throughout our relationship, like in New York, it wasn't like a day to day thing where I was like, "Where were you?" That sort of stuff. Like, because I'm a pretty, you know, relaxed. Chill person. Yeah, I'm pretty chill and laid back. Like, just don't lie. But like, he, it was almost like when things were good, they were really good, and then when they were bad, it was like I just, you know, you get that like feeling where you're like, something's not right, you know. And it was sort of like if we were not doing well, then he would be doing things that were shady, and I could tell, and I would bring it up. And then I would almost be told like that I was crazy and like, you know, that's crazy. What are you talking about? You're just crazy, blah, blah, blah. Or just blaming it on me. And then like gaslighting. Yeah. Gaslighting. And like that, that was the thing in Pennsylvania was like, I remember feeling like this isn't right. You know, like other than the fact that he's, you know, going to the gym for hours at a time. I'm like, what are you doing at the gym for hours? And like not really getting thinner. So <laughs> blowing was, a guy in the sauna. Yeah. That's what I would be. And I just remember just being like, what is is this? And I even remember in Pennsylvania being like, maybe you don't need to be in a relationship because when things were hard, instead of being like, we worked through this together, through this together, it was like, everything's my fault. You know, we shouldn't even be together. But then I try to leave and it's like, no, don't go. So it's a very like crazy sort of thing. And then gaslighting, like you said. So did you take out any sort of, uh, did you try to follow him or do any research or how did you know he was cheating? Well, I figured I found out later because he told me but like I when we were in Pennsylvania I didn't like I'm not like a person that looks through someone's phone and things like that because I feel like if I'm doing that like that's a breach of trust well it's already broken if it's gotten to the point where you have to do that I just look through my phone right when I don't know you definitely (laughs) have looked through my phone I have looked through your phone one time Ah, I don't remember what it was about you did there you go anyway but I think like like to that point it is like if you're feeling like you need to do that then you kind of already know you know so i knew deep down and i just felt like if if there is proof it'll come out but two like he would do things that made it so obvious like he'd get like special screen covers that you couldn't see what was from going on side, from the side yeah. and i'd be like why do you need that and then he'd be like what do you mean you don't trust me i'm like no cuz like nobody needs that like who cares yeah. and like ha- ha- like switching to a uh, an Android phone because there's like better like ways to hide photos and lock your 
phone. I mean, you shit. don't want. There's always gonna be something you don't want people to see, but you don't want to be the one who's like, like I always joke around. If you have your phone face, face down, down yes. your, your your relationship's just not ready yet, right? You know, and it's fun like on stage because you'll see people. Everyone in the audience will put their phone on the table, and yeah. some people are playing their cards face down, and some up. Yes, and, and it's really about where you know. And and what's I'll say is about Tasha is that she never. She would just leave her phone out, and I'd be like, "You really just gonna leave your like early on in the relationship?" I'm like, "Really? Like early on in, in the relationship, I I still had people hitting me up. I'm not saying they were trying to fuck me, but you know, like girls, you would still be messaging me that don't anymore. You know what I mean? They would just randomly, you know, whatever, see what's going on, and then those those people just have gone away. But like, I always operated under the single, like as a single guy, thinking, uh, you know, I've dated. Put it this way: I've dated girls in the past that were jealous type, so I was I would project that jealousy onto Tasha. Would you agree that that's kind of how it was? Yeah, totally. And it's I don't think that's a rare thing. I mean, I'm talking like I'd have people, you know, I, I would be afraid to take a photo with with, with women at a comedy show oh. because in the past that just would lead to some shit, you know. Well, that's not a good place to be in. But like to your point, like leaving the phone up in the fact that she's doing it early on, I think that's like a good thing because like if you have somebody that's always like hiding their stuff, then it's like. Why do they need to do that? Like, do they not trust me? Why do they, why are they so worried about it? It's like my ex would like take his phone with him and his iPad in the bathroom, you know? And it's like, what? First of all, I'm not going to look at it, but now I want to. Yeah. Like really, you have to bring your iPad to the bathroom. I know. Come on. Yeah. Like if you're going to cheat, at least get like an app that doesn't send notifications. Like I can't tell you how many dudes probably have gotten caught cheating because their iCloud synced some mischievous shit to like the iPad and the wife's at home being like, oh, Yeah. What's this masseuse Becky? You know yeah. I mean? It's just, it's insane that was probably out there. But that sort of like suspicion or like a keeping like very closely guarded secrets, it only breeds more of that. Like right. if I had noticed that Dave was weird about leaving his phone out, I absolutely would have done the same with my phone just for fun. Yeah. Not because I had anything to hide, <laughs> yeah. but just because it's like, all right, two can play this game. Yeah. You, you want me to think that you're hiding something? I'll make you think that I'm Well, our relationship something. started off actually on good bedrock with, with things like that. Like we started dating and sort of defined the relationship really quickly. So I don't think there was too many of those issues but i mean i've in the past i've had a ton of i mean I've, I've had a ton of open relationships where like not open so much as like they like open where i'm seeing other girls they're seeing other guys whatever like let's see who catches feelings first kind of, that's kind of the game you play in your 20s right. who's going to catch feelings first that person loses that's just how it worked yeah. but like this one was kind of like all right we both like each other and we everything had also else. both been very open and honest about like our past relationships and the people we had been dating yeah so before before it kind of cross that line from friendship into something else you know i complained to you about plenty of dudes so you guys were friends first yeah that makes a difference too i didn't want to do anymore yeah i didn't want to know too much as as soon as i started getting feelings for tasha i didn't want to know about any other guys and i wasn't you have no past that's it well i mean it's weird it's (laughs) so that's opposite weird like don't do that so many people like want to share all of their their history and and you know like tasha has probably had to listen to a lot of podcast episodes of me you know just talking about my past and I kind of feel bad because I wouldn't want her. I wouldn't want to hear her talk about her past. I don't want to hear about some guy she blew, but if I talk about girls that have blown me, yeah. And it'd be ludicrous to think that that never happened. So it's kind of healthy for us. But like, I come from that Catholic background where like, why the fuck you would never talk about any of but that? Like what, like why, why talk about being blown on either end? 
Because like, what's the what's the point of that word? Like, you don't need the well, details. For the podcast, like that. It's for the podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's, the, a, it's always it's not in the nerd like, I got blown. It's like it's it is it's attached to a story. That, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's, a sex podcast. there's certain things that like there's a reason you want to share them. Like, I don't like this because I experienced this, and this is why you need to hear and about there it. There are certain things you keep private because you right. know that the repercussions of your sharing is gonna be jealousy or yeah. hurt feelings or whatever. Right. Like knowing like how many people somebody had sex with, I think is like something I've shared and people have asked me in the past but like I don't think that's a question you should have to answer because like yeah. what's the what good can come of it Either yeah like you're completely uneven it's like uh-oh or like you just uh, now I need to know who they were you know that sort of thing it's just I don't yeah and then you got like a board of headshots and you're like <laughs> I know three out of the 38 <laughs> <laughs> you've got your red string attached <laughs> yeah. to the little pin marks <laughs> yeah it's unneeded yeah. and um yeah, anyway, so no, enough about me. Um, <laughs> so you suspected him and then but that wasn't enough. How did how did the relationship come to its like Well, uh, so basically, yeah, we we dealt with the death and moved out and then we got engaged and then we had a great wedding. It was in Curacao. It was, you know, in the Caribbean. Oh, fuck oh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. how you Curacao. knew how to say Curacao. Oh, yeah, I'm from Curacao. Yeah, I was born in Curacao. <laughs> we really? Yeah. Curacao. Curacao. Is that in Brazil? No, it's off the coast of Venezuela in the Caribbean. It's it's the Dutch Caribbean, so it's we a got, Dutch colony. We have Curacao, the liqueur on the yeah, on the thing from the where, where, Did you come yeah. to the Mimo- to that yeah. mimosa show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. she was oh, there. Fuck and yeah. that's why she was saying it because neither one of us knew how to say it. Oh, Listen, yeah, you said, yeah, nobody knows how to say audience, it. Audience, if you need to make green mimosas, you add blue curacao. <laughs> They'll to put this in their juice. back pockets for it a year from now at St. Patty's Day. The best way to make, I got so wasted that day. Anyway, so oh, sorry yeah. about it. You're from Curacao? What the yeah. fuck? Who's from uh, Venezuela, an island off of Venezuela? Well, it's, it's a, it's, called the netherlands antilles so it's owned by the dutch right so everybody knows aruba and it goes like aruba bonaire curacao and my dad is not american he's dutch and he was born in curacao um Give why a dutch is it dad? Not- what the fuck yeah how do and- we not know these things well we did know this actually <laughs> we did yeah because she said it at the show oh, well, was- he was too drunk <laughs> curacao yeah so you're di- why so you gotta- is wait you- what was the first one you said Aruba. 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 Yeah. Why is Aruba the place that everyone goes and not Curacao? Just is Curacao Ar- nice? Curacao's nice too, but I think Aruba just um, got into tourism a lot better. It's, it was a lot prettier just all around. I mean, it just was more of the hub of tourism than Curacao was, but Curacao is like getting real big and people visiting it too. But they're all like beautiful islands and people go to them, but... Um, yeah, they're all they're all related. So I know we're I know we're jumping around here. So born in Curacao, how did you get to Florida? So my mom is from Florida. Gotcha. And like my parents met, like it's like the cutest story and so sad for people that are divorced. Like my uh, my dad's a pilot, right? And my mom, when she was seventeen, was like, you know what? I'm gonna learn to fly planes. Like what seventeen year old does that, right? So they both were flying and got rained out at the same airport in Miami, met each other in the lounge, fell in love. They definitely fucked in that lounge. Oh, Oh, man. Fuck yeah, they did. (laughs) It's a Matthew McConaughey movie right here. I love this. And then she dropped out of school and like moved with this Dutchman to Curacao and then had two kids, me and my brother. And um, then they were married for 10 years. So like we, you know, maybe they were married like four before they had us. And then then they got divorced and uh, we moved first to Aruba with my mom and then we moved to Florida because that's where her family's from. So, so this divorce 
topic, you know, we circle around to this, I think a good amount. And I've been talking about it on stage too, about how like, I think that's one of the keys to a marriage is not being afraid of like the D word. Yeah. You I'm can't. not saying like fail at first sight because we've had our, so many of our own issues we've survived, but it's like, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? You'd get divorced. I mean, that's like the sad, you know? Right. But I think like worst thing that happens, you get divorced, but I think using the D word is like a tool and fighting yeah. is like, don't do that. It's like breaking up with somebody like just to win the fight. And it's like, well, no, like that's, I have so, a, that's like a, such an un- instability creator in a relationship. Exactly. A, a couple friend of ours, they are not allowed to say the D word. No, they like can't. made that promise to each other before they Who's got that? married. I'm not telling Which, you. Which, where do they live? <laughs> uh, the Santa Monica friends? No. <laughs> Hollywood? So I'm trying no. to figure it out, Dave. Brentwood. Yeah, I know it is. You don't know who like, it is. Either way, so did you guys... Tell to come out. So, but, but what about, I mean, in your case, you, how did you get to the divorce then? Well, okay, so basically, like, I had all these, like, questions and, like, instincts, which are, women's instincts are fucking on point. Like, everything that I was worried about that I was told I was crazy, I was so right. But I t- didn't figure it out till like, years later. So we move away um, from Pennsylvania, we move to L.A., and everything's cool, you know, and then we're married for like a year. And then on our one year anniversary, um, we go on a trip to San Diego and my ex is like, oh, have you ever heard of this thing called Thrinder? And it's like a Tinder, but for like couples. Threesome? Yeah. yeah for oh, like threesomes. Okay. I've heard of that. Yeah. And like, we're like drinking and we're like joking around. And I'm like, oh, whatever. Like at this, at this point, like, I don't think he's ever cheated on me. We've been through like hell and back where our relationship is good other than like, um day-to-day stuff like he's not really working i'm working a lot and so i'm like annoyed by that but it's like oh you know he's like a person that is filled with excuses and doesn't work as hard as i do so i always like give other people slack because i'm a workaholic more than anything so i'm like well maybe it's harder for everyone else which is just bullshit by the way but um yeah so we we mess around with this app and it's like really fun because we're like communicating about it and there's all these rules about like you know we have to be. We have to do this together. It's not something you can separately be like finding people. How did he know you would have been? That's that's a hard thing to just float by, like Thrinder. I think he did, was like you talked in the we, past. We've kind of been like talking about like different stuff like that, and it it was. I'm pretty open to like try new things as long as I trust you and you're honest with me. So uh, I found it interesting, and like I was like, I'll test it out. You know, you don't know until you try something. But I was definitely really weary of it because I was like. I don't want it to feel like one, I'm not good enough by myself. And two, like that you're doing this behind my back. And like, luckily when we were doing it, it was actually fun and like exciting. So I was like, Oh cool. You know, we're what in, was fun and exciting. Like looking Finding at a person. Yeah. Like looking at the saying, couples. I'm just, yeah. I'm just trying to, capture all of this yeah so, like but like looking at the couples and like you know actually doing thrinder so it was swingers like yeah, well because okay. it's hard to find one person that's just like sure i'll come into your I, house yeah. so I normally it's, it's like to, swingers I, I hear it's hard for a couple to find the women for yeah, well, a female female an ffm yeah as they, you will they call them uni- unicorn unicorns that's what they call them uniform what no, finding uniform. a woman who's willing to go into a heterosexual couple yeah. as that extra just, female yeah it just was like there weren't a lot of those out there a lot of it was like couples um looking for that and like i wasn't really interested in like hooking up with another guy but i was like this will be fun to try out and like so we like had talked to like a couple and ended up you know going and meeting them for drinks and stuff and like all the time like we we were on like a group chat with them like and all the time it was like all right everyone we're even on this first date we're not gonna go very far because we're just getting to know each other we're gonna be very careful like dipping our toes in the water here because like this could end in disaster and be like really cool and fun in theory but 
when it comes to like actually doing it, it's like fuck you, you so know? you're in a group chat with each other yeah. and then <laughs> how funny group chats are so annoying when like there's one and i can imagine in a yeah. group chat of sex but but i mean we're not like sexting you know we're just like getting to know them and then we end up going to drinks with them and then like hang out with them after at our place and we're like having some wine and whatnot and then then like each of us start making out with the other person and then out of nowhere the dude like goes down on me and i'm like Ugh. Like that was not part of the rules. First of all, yeah. Are you looking at his girlfriend? No, like, like they're who like, starts the first kissing anyway. I don't even remember. I think you just like go for yeah, it. I feel like because gotta you be got to break the tension. No somehow. cocaine there, involved. It's just alcohol. But like, it was like moving at a good pace until like this guy did that, and then I was like, Ugh. and then like I look over at his girlfriend and like she's mad, and so then I said something real awkward to ruin the mood, which I do. Um, do you remember what he said? Yes, I uh, I kind of like pull back and was like, so. When are we whipping out dicks and putting on condoms, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and everybody was like, Ugh. and I was like, good. That's that sounds like good. a like a thoughtful stepmother. <laughs> it's, it's just like, we're gonna use safe sex, no? But like, I really like personally was like, dude, I already said ahead of time, like, I do not want to do oral sex with somebody that I have not seen their STD tests because. Come on, what are you giving me down oh, here? Oh, that's I don't actually know. like really bullshit then if you had said that ahead of time. Yeah, I did. And I was, yeah. You, oh, so they knew too, not just your man? Yeah, no. We had, but what was we your man thinking having another g- guy going down? He didn't down. care. He, he didn't care? I mean, I don't know. He was busy anyway, but like. Oh, after, so, so you did a quick, clean, you did like a clean swap. Yeah. Like you're making yeah, we were out, like right next to each other. You're making out with this other dude. Yeah. Your, your husband is making out with yeah. this dude's wife or whatever. Girlfriend, Girlfriend. Yeah. So they're too busy and then yeah. he just goes full muff down. Yeah. And then and then it was like real awkward. And then they left like right away. And I remember like texting her and being like, hey, I just want you to know that like I didn't try to make that happen. I didn't really want that to happen. And I was pretty uncomfortable, but I just didn't know what to do. Like, what, like it was I was so in shock and it happened so fast that I was like, oh, God, you know, pussy paralysis. Yeah, I, I just I just that's why I just like yelled out something awkward and unsexy, you know, and it worked. And then <laughs> and then like. She was like, oh, my God, I'm so glad you said that because he was like blaming you for it because I guess they got in a fight once once they left. How could it have been your fault? He was like, she made me like, please. Like, I was like this. Give me a break. Like, no, nobody made you do that. I did not want that. And (laughs) Tasha makes me do that. She'll put her head. She'll put her head. But not a stranger. (laughs) Like, I already said that I didn't want that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can't get over this consent issue right here. Yeah, I know. It's really fucked up. But but honestly, it's fucked up. But can you blame a guy who's in? Maybe they've done it with other couples before. Yeah, Consent no, they hadn't. They hadn't done it with other couples, and that was the whole point. Why we were like making out was like the ceiling for that evening. Yeah, you know? we're just gonna test the waters yeah. here. We're trying it out. We've agreed this is how it's going. All right. Going. So then, so then I, this is so you're off the group chat. You're just yeah. Telling I'm her texting that. her, and then she's like, "No, like that's not what we talked about." And then then I come to find out, like it was all his idea to do this stuff, and she didn't even really want to do this stuff. And I was like, "Well, it was kind of my ex's idea to do this stuff too." But like I was into it to a degree, but like not that. And yeah, we ended up, you know. She and I stayed friends and she dumped her boyfriend. So that was fun. <laughs> but like. Then she went down on you. Yeah. That's how it works. Happy no. ending. But uh, no. So after that happened, um, we were fine because like we were just like, shit, that was weird. Whatever. But, but like, so you're, I'm sorry to interrupt. Your boyfriend or your husband didn't care. At no, all? he was like, he was like, man, you know, when I told him, I was like, I didn't want that to happen. He was like, yeah, that's no good. But like. Yeah, them, you know, the but, th- but that was fun. Like, let's keep like, are you interested in keeping searching Finding this out? Person. Yeah. And I was kind of like, at that point, I was like, you know what? I kind of want to take a break because that was a lot. And 
this is taking a lot of effort, you know, like a lot of effort and you need to get a job and you're spending so much time. So this on the three, app, energy. Yeah. This, and I'm like, uh, it was a couples, lot of effort. Couples retreat as it, as it were, um, was enough to like expose the fact that that was like the straw that broke the camel's back with him. Yeah. Well, cause for me, like I was like, I am not ready. I need to take a break with this. And then like, he kind of like let that go. And then within like a couple weeks, he was like, you know, I want to try this again. He's like, but, um, I feel like if you knew this information, you wouldn't trust me and feel like you would want to do it anymore. And I was like, what information? And in my head, I was like, he fucking cheated on me and he yeah. lied about it for years. And like, that's what ended up happening is he told me all upset. Did like, he say this to you in person? Yeah. He's like, remember when in Pennsylvania you were accusing me of cheating all the time? Well, I was. And I was like, you motherfucker. Why did he tell you? Because he thought in his mind, I guess this is his reason. He thought that if I knew the truth, I wouldn't trust him to do this couple's swinging thing, which is absolutely true. Like, no way would I trust you to not go behind my back if you'd gone behind my, had gone behind my back and lied about it for several years. Like, as now, not only you made me think I was crazy, but like, you can't be trusted. And you did it at the worst possible time. Like, when I'm like moving home and putting my life on hold, you do that? Like, who does that? I wonder why though. Is it like some self-sabotage? Like, why would he even tell you? Maybe. Yeah, because he could have kept it secret for years and years. I think... And personally, I think that for him, maybe he and he was always kind of like wishy-washy like this, which is why I was so surprised about the proposal is like maybe getting a taste of that made him be like, I kind of want to be single again. And he knew that I would like, you know, divorce him. But even still, he wanted to work on it. And we did like try to go to couples therapy because my trust was like completely broken. So the cheating wasn't enough for a clean divorce. Well, you were, you're still kind of not wanting well, no, to. No, because at that point it was, it had been years before. And even though I was like really upset and pissed, like he seemed sorry about it and seemed to want to work on it. And like, at that point you're married, you're living in this place. So I'm like, well, I got to at least try to do it. Even though in my head, I'm like, I can never look at you the same again, but I will try to go to therapy and see if I can. And then I couldn't. And it got How was therapy? Anyway. Like it, what, what was that all about? It was, you know, it wasn't good. And that was the thing is like, <laughs> I, I always thought like in the back of my head with relationships, like if everything, anything gets terrible, you can just always go to couples therapy. But like, I think in order for it to work, both parties have to like take responsibility for what they've done and like really like work at it. And I just don't think that he was capable of understanding just the gravity of what he did. And, owning up to it over and over and over again it was almost like all right i'm so sorry i own up to it in a couple days later you should be over this by now you know that sort of thing and i'm like what are you crazy you know so it was just a lot of like arguing and like defensiveness and sort of just denial of like actually having done something wrong and then just sort of like erratically acting immaturely to just make me be like why am i even bothering if you're not gonna work at this so so it really was just an indication going to therapy that this was not going to really work out like because he was incapable of really taking responsibility for or it. showing empathy. He had no empathy about it. Yeah. yeah. If anything, everything was my fault, you know, and like just like, yeah, it didn't make any Owning sense. up to th- issues, whether it's a uh, significant other, your parents, your siblings, friends, it's it really it really is the 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 basis for like recovery from whatever your issues are like you right. have to know that you were somehow part of the problem and i think it i think it you know and i'm not saying like and, and by all means like him cheating on you like you you didn't cause that right. like that's his own thing 
it's just a it's we we all just it's a ba- it's a balanced equation. So like we're never perfect people, right? But if one person can sort of evolve and the other person doesn't, the equation's no longer balanced. Right. So you both can start off like not knowing where your lives are going. But if you're like a workaholic, someone who's putting you know feeding your own plants, doing your own shit, and he's there just fucking some other chick. That's not going to, that equation's no longer right. a valid equation. And also just like owning up to what you've done, but then like understanding that just because you admit something and ask for forgiveness, like you don't automatically get it. And two, you don't automatically get it in the way that you want them to give it to you. So it's like taking longer than two weeks to just get over it or like still being upset about it in certain situations is like, that's normal and natural. And like the person who got hurt has to be able to heal at their own pace. And when mm-hmm. the person that's apologizing is like, Oh, you know, frustrated with how you're handling it. It's like, well, shit. And I think it takes action too, not just like apology. Like right. what do words mean? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. I need action. I need like you to make up for what you've done right. to go out of your way to learn whatever. Right. I want to see that you're actually taking initiative to like, change things and make things better so do you immediately want to know who the lady is is that part of the thing like all right if you're gonna tell me you cheated on me who was it like or did you have any yeah no i did want to know who it was because there were people i had in mind but i also know that like i was only admitted to one and it was like somebody that he'd met on tinder and like taken on a couple dates which was infuriating because i was like he was on tinder while that's a whole that's like a premeditated and like taking him on dates like i'm not even going on dates with you right now like that sort of thing i'm like this is bullshit but like you know, for me, like I don't because I don't I don't didn't trust him and still didn't don't not that it matters now. But like I was like, oh, man, there's so many more situations and so many more people that I'm sure it existed. But you only admitted one. Yeah, because that was enough to like break it. So. Chances are it's never the only one. If yeah. There's a one thing. There's. So, oh, yeah. yeah. So. So what do you do from there? You still you stay in L.A. You go home. Well, no, we. um. So. We were like doing the couples therapy until he eventually quit it because he thought like the therapist was like anti him, which like, because he was wrong. She probably very was. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like I tried to get him to move out because like we were just fighting too much. And I was like, this is like, I can't even, I worked from home. So I'm like, I can't handle this. You need to like move out. You know, he didn't. Like he was like, I can't find a place, you know, whatever. So I was like, all right, I'm going to move out. So That's I didn't. such fucking bullshit. Yeah, it's such bullshit. But I didn't want to know. You need Why to be the Tasha one to move out if shit ever goes yeah. south here yes <laughs> well yeah this is your you lived here first yeah. i understand the rules to this place but don't think that uh <laughs> don't think you can just stick around because you can't find a place yeah no tasha's so. like tasha Terrible. will link up to whatever female like she'll take any female side over me like she's literally accusing me but, of but cheating I'm, but i'm right just, <laughs> so. she's like i'm now attached to your ex just by de- gender default i'm not saying you're cheating i'm you, just saying better, this is dude. my apartment and if i say you gotta go you gotta go <laughs> <laughs> i started some shit i'm sorry so you decided so, to move yeah. out of your own place yeah and because i knew i was gonna pay like half of the rent because like he went from being apologetic to very entitled like at the drop of a hat so i was like let me just you know uh, so wait, you moved out of your place and can well, continue no, it, it just, just still playing? No, it was just like temporary because our lease was going to end in a few months. So I actually was like, I'm not going to get another place in LA. So I moved to Holland for six weeks what? instead. And yeah, I went there and I rented like this little like art studio in this lady's backyard and just stayed there for like six weeks. Where in the Holland? Were you in Amsterdam? Uh, I was just outside of Amsterdam in this town called Ardenhout. Ardenhout's beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Cool. I've never heard of that. <laughs> I was like, what? I was going to say, because your dad was Dutch. Did yeah. you? Is that why you moved to Holland? Well, yeah, because like my, my dad had a friend of his there from growing up um, that 
kind of like knew his way around and helped me find that place. So like I had like somewhat of a family member out there and I wanted to like practice my Dutch, which I used to know as a kid, but don't anymore really. And was just like, I've always wanted to just go to Amsterdam and run around are, other than when I was a kid and my dad took me like now I'm an adult and can enjoy it. So I and just, that actually experienced. Yeah. Something. And I wanted just like an ocean that, between uh, me and my ex. I was like, you need to get out of here. I can't run into you at Trader Joe's like you're driving me nuts. So I moved there for six weeks and get that danish dick is what you're trying to do were you trying to get were you trying to get a little dutch dick i was trying no to, she's like grieving no i was not mind. i was not trying to get any but i did tell him when i left i was like we're done um if i do hook i was like do whatever you want because i don't care but like i'm going if i hook up with somebody like i'm not looking for it because i was like grieving if i do like i'm gonna do it and just know that so yeah i moved there for that and then before i came back like i came back like around like right before christmas and was like or at least ended end of January. So I was like, you need to be out by the time I get back or like have an apartment by then. And of course he didn't. So I ended up moving out again once I got back over like but Christmas. What a look, fucking lazy you, bomb. <laughs> was a bomb. Did you find a Holland, uh, Holland hoe as it were? I did. And it was the worst. Oh, Why? Man. They're tall. They're tall white dudes. He was really young. First of all, like, your rebound was a lot younger than you? Yeah. He was like 23. Wow. Yeah. So young. That's super, super cute though. Um, but like also. Do you clink wooden shoes? Uh, if you will. <laughs> just, sorry. No, it was just like, it was just like awkward and weird. And like, he didn't know what he was doing. And then like, I had a, I had a rule about like, about like not giving people head until I'd seen their STD test. You know, I'm like, I'm afraid of getting herpes because my ex almost gave me herpes. Yes, we've so already, like, no. we've already established this in the Thrinder yeah. debacle. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I remember him just being like, well, you want to like suck it a little bit? And I was like, no, I do not. I have a rule. I do not go down. Did he have the act? I mean, even with the act, I was like, oh, you're sucking it. Suck it <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> it sound like I don't that. know. That, yeah. I don't have yeah. knowledge of the Holland. Uh, you sound Dutch like accent. Goldfinger. Yeah. It's oh, like, it's, that's very German. Like it's close, but not. Oh, I so then you so then pirate yeah so then you go back to la yeah go back to your husband's still living there blah Mm -hmm. blah blah how many how many years ago are we up what did we cut up to we're at 2015 i'm trying to do the math here Mm, i think that was end of 2016 so you were so. so i met you like early on in your divorce yeah, like you were, you probably met me when I was still like technically with him, but shit was going down the tubes. Did you pause your stand-up career in this point? Like, were you no, not? No, I actually started doing stand-up more. Um, like, and I was doing like some when I was with him, but I was also like on the west side. That's where I was living. We were in like Mar Vista. So I do it here and there. But once I moved out from him and like, we were technically still married, even though like the divorce paper had been had, papers had been filed because in LA you have to wait six months for it to finalize in case you change your mind. Like, pff, give me a break. Like I've already Yo. gone through all this trouble. Jeez, I know. That's Yo, annoying. Yeah, so annoying. Law there. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, I just like, I moved out and then I was just doing stand up a lot, a ton. Like I wrote a joke about the six month waiting period and I went to Karma Lounge for the first time and like tested it. And ever since then, like I just was doing it way more. I feel like, I feel like if you get married, the audience gives you an applause break. And then if you get divorced, they give you a ladder applause break. Yeah. I feel like there's two, there's the two things. People are like, yeah, you're married. Fuck yeah. I just got divorced. Fuck yeah. You're no, divorced. Sometimes like, they pause and they're like, how do we react? Like, are they sad? Are they, you know, how does it feel being, and again, you know, I don't mean to, there's no, sh- I'm, I'm not trying to project any shame onto you, but <laughs> does it feel weird being like a young woman who's divorced? It does. Yeah. It's like, it's like a, almost like a, 
It's like an icky layer of sorts. Like because now I know I th- it shouldn't be, but I'm just no, asking because like it's, now, it is like a like legal- it could be a deal breaker for some people. I think you know, like they're like, oh, I don't want to be with somebody that's already done this before. Like if they want to get married, like I feel, I feel like, like we know so many people who are young and divorced. Yeah, young and divorced. <laughs> yeah, but that's, I, it's I mean, it's not you don't have kids. I feel like kids yeah. is more of a deal breaker. But yeah, I mean that that does make sense. Like, what if you do meet a guy and he wants that like first wedding thing and it's like yeah that that would be like a problem if that was an issue for me now but it's not but like i definitely had like kind of dated like i went on like a no date no sex with anybody after i did try to rebound and i was like everybody's terrible and then i just was like i'm done with i'm done with the dick that's what i called the dick baticle i'm sure you remember my dick baticle don't i don't listen to me at all not at all not at all dick baticle never heard it before you had a dick baticle so you must have had some bad dick in la then yeah so it wasn't just a dutch dick you had bad la dick i definitely had like someone that i dated that i did like you know but like I never really saw a future with because they were a little younger, but it was like nice to be around somebody that was like cool and nice. But I remember them being like very intimidated by like the fact that there was a divorce and the fact that like they wouldn't have been the first one and like the inexperience of not having been in a relationship that serious, you know? So like there's like levels of that. And also like, why do I still have to like fill out forms as divorced? Like, why can't I just go to single again? Like there's a box for divorce. Like, what is that? Yeah, Oh, that is a weird thing. Yeah. yeah it should just say single or That's married. why you should never take someone else's name because it creates this clerical issue where oh it's like you're, you have this name. Your IMDb's fucked up. Your SAG name needs to change. You I know, especially think that for people our age, young professionals. Yeah. I decided a long time ago I was not changing my name, but Good. it's Keep still... It. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dave, that you feel so upset about this. I don't care. No, but for young professional women, especially, it's like you build up your career Mm -hmm. as you, and now you're going to change your name. You have this identity online. And I'm not just talking about Instagram. I'm talking about like, you know, you're a lawyer. You work for a firm. Your name's on the wall. You build a website, whatever it is. Like Google. I definitely never thought that I would be so like, I have such a strong opinion on the name change until I had to do it. Because I was like, yeah, whatever. Like, you can do that. But... I remember he thought like he found it like very flattering and awesome that I would do it. But then by the time I was about to do it, like I couldn't change it completely. I just added it on the end so that I had both because I just was like, well, who is this person? Like who is like this name? Like that's not me. Like I have no idea who this is. And it was so uncomfortable and such like an identity crisis that I was like, I'll add it to the end, but I'm not changing it completely. Like I'm not erasing my name and like what a pain in the ass that process is like way too many forms, way too much time. And then to get it changed back. That was way harder. Like, it was hard enough pain. getting your But you know what? It's hard rendered. keeping it too because if you have kids, then you like get the third degree every time you try and take your kids on a plane uh, because you don't have the same na- last see, name on your passport. I'd say you can give passport. the kids like both names and just keep yeah, your own. Yeah, do a hyphenated yeah. name. I say you give the kids a cool name you both wish you had. <laughs> like oh, yeah, McConaughey. Just, just make up a new... I want a Dave McConaughey. No, you have to spell it. Yeah. yeah. I still don't know how to spell it. <laughs> no. So uh, do you lose trust in... Uh, uh, you go on your dick baticle. I mean, do, do, are are you turning down good dick left and right? It's being thrown there was at you? no good dick being thrown at me <laughs> during that time. <laughs> it was I, all subpar. Yeah, dick. <laughs> it was just like it was just a bunch of bullshit. And I was like, I was just so not interested in anything. I was only interested in myself and like doing what I wanted to do. And I just didn't care. And I was perfectly content with just dying alone. Like I was so excited about have it. You, have yeah. you been? I know, <laughs> I, know done. I know when I found Tasha, she was like, I think ready to consider just dating women because she was so upset at the dick. Oh my God. Like, was that an issue? Were you thinking maybe I'll just, just like I'm, I'm, I'm dating the wrong gender here. I wish, but like, I never, I never, um, 
I'd like try to make out with like a couple girls like in my youth, like in college and stuff, you know, when you're all drunk and you're out like, and I just never got that like little tingle that was like, Ooh, I want to take this farther. So it just was never really my thing. Um, like I blew a guy in, in college <laughs> and I did one a did few you? weeks ago. No, I'm kidding. I <laughs> was like, wait, no, I haven't, but tell it also, me more. my, uh, <laughs> my college roommate was gay and like, he would get drunk and like make out with a guy and then you'd be like, yeah, we I just got drunk, man. No big deal. Like he wasn't out of the closet yet. We were like, bro, you're gay. You know, that's a gay thing. It's like, you know, just yeah. make out with other dude. But also like, like sometimes you got to test it out and see if you want it, you know, but like, no, I just never, yeah, I was never really so then, into that. Yeah. Cause is, is, is there something about Los Angeles that we have so, some of our most loyal listeners, by the way, I want to give a shout out to Maggie and Hamilton to people that I met this week that I made subscribe to the podcast. They're big podcast listeners. So Maggie and Hamilton were, I met them in Santa Monica and they were definitely about to get laid when I met them. He was ready to crush her pussy, his words, not mine. <laughs> She's like, oh my God, you're telling was- the stranger. I was like, I have to mention this on the podcast. If he said that in front of you, I'd be like, well, that just made him not be able to crush that pussy. No, they were like, a good looking couple. They've since crushed the pussy. It's been crushed. It's done. Don't Maggie crush it, Hamilton. Be gentle. Congratulations. <laughs> nice. But I just wanted to give him a shout out. But like our Vic, one of our listeners, I mean, she's always complaining to me about how how bad the dating pool is here. And it's I don't bad. know if men I mean, I know I'll tell you this. I mean, uh, the guys have to deal with the fact that every woman's gonna like want to know what your uh, what your deal is, what your influence is. I mean, LA is a very like um superficial town. I mean, people want to know like Well, I you- wouldn't say every woman's gonna want to know. I'd say every person is gonna want to know. Yeah, I'm just saying it's like you people want to know what you bring to the table and it's not just like looks and charms and you have a good little side job it's like are you making it what's your status what's your power yeah well you know well it's not like about like necessarily status for me i think though like being in a relationship that i was like legally tied to made me really reevaluate like my list of criteria criteria for like what i want out of a person which is what like i i need somebody to be ambitious and driven and like work hard like i don't care how much money you make like do you work hard are you passionate about something? Yeah, having a passion and just like being going after it is yeah. really important. Yeah, and just like just being able to do whatever it takes to get what you want out of it and just, you know, not being a liar, being <laughs> being honest, like being just a piece treat, of shit liar. Well, like just like it's very simple. Like treat me well, you know, be honest with me, like I'm very understanding, but I'm also very intuitive, so if you're fucking lying, I'm going to know especially now because now I know everything I was right I was right so have you had a hard time sort of like uh, so you're in a current relationship mm-hmm. with a very nice gentleman that we know and um, uh, are you do you have sort of any hauntings from past this past uh, experience some scar tissue oh for uh, sure of like uh, expecting him to sneak off and be on tinder because the last guy did no I don't I don't think that of him at all actually and that's and that's not to say that like if things like line up similarly and like seem the same like which is so rare but like if you know if you kind of get that like instinct like it's so little and and rare and like gets solved very easily for me i think just the way that our relationship started kind of took all that off the table because like one he's not the same type of guy as like my ex was which is like somebody that like kind of always needed that female attention and like when he wasn't getting it like it was like so obvious that he needed it from somewhere else you know like you just don't get that vibe just as a whole person like not even in relation to me and two just like how honest both of each other were with each other when we met as like neither well he had just gotten out of a relationship too and neither of us like were like ready to jump in anything else we were like all right like I like you. Let's hang out, but like, let's not. And you guys have? Have you hit the three-year mark? Um, we're almost to two. Oh, okay. Oh, so it's not yeah. even. Oh, I thought, well, I, thought, I thought it was longer. So it's, it's almost at two years. Yeah, but like you were both sort of like had dealt with your past shit. How did you guys meet? Uh, we met at 
at a bar, just like the bar that I always went to. I just happened to run into him, and we just oh, it wasn't like through stand up. No, I don't date comedians. That's like well, a big I know rule you. I know. I have. <laughs> Everyone's got that rule, but everyone's also violated that rule. I violated past. it, which is why I have it. That's, yeah, because that's you date a guy who's the complete. You know, I mean, yeah. it's well, it's, it's also just don't shit where you eat, dude. Yeah, like, that's not. And it's a very specific level of neediness that comics need, and I feel like it's hard if. I couldn't. Have, I mean, some comics make it work. I feel like it's a collision. That's like a static collision where you collide and then go together. But yeah. a lot of times, it's just a nuclear explosion. I feel like I don't know. I mean, but anyway. So you got so because he's a he's a musician. Yeah. So is there like a do you have a do you have a type like uh, as far as creatively speaking? For sure. Like I definitely accidentally have a type. Like and if you look at you know my current boyfriend, like just visually, he's like absolutely my type. And if you look at my ex, he's opposite my type which i was we like say well, his that's name? good can we say his name i don't no, we don't have to we don't have to say his name Should we say his no name? we'll call him billy billy's a good looking dude and i, I think didn't, yeah no I'll i didn't ask this. him if it was okay so we'll call him no, billy billy i met i think i still had my long hair and i remember oh, meeting yeah. billy because he was in the audience and i was like trying to like crowd work my long hair jokes with a dude who had long hair and i found a dude who had long hair and i was yeah. like fuck yeah bro like yeah. man buns blah 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 yeah this guy yeah he kept his long hair i caved i got rid of it but oh yeah no i like i like billy we like billy how's things going with him billy and i are great yeah it's like <laughs> it's too it's too easy which is great you know it's that's just, how it's supposed to be but that's the thing until you have that you don't know that yeah. like i'm like i wouldn't have put up with any of this other shit if i knew that it could be this easy like give me a break what makes it easy i mean just one, we're just really compatible as people. Like we like to do the same things and hang out. You know, we like both like to support each other's uh, careers. You know, so it's not like I'm dragging him to stand up shows or he's dragging me to his shows and things like that. And we get along with each other's friends easily and just like a level of understanding and honesty where it's like, hey, you know, why do you got to leave the lids off of everything? You know, and it doesn't turn into this big <laughs> explosion. He's um, not defensive. <laughs> no, he's just like, oh, wow. shit, sorry. <laughs> what is that like? Yeah. Well, maybe I mean, Jess doesn't oh my, say it I mean, in a way that's fucking okay. annoying. How about that? He can <laughs> be defensive, as can I, but generally, like, there's but no bullshit. But you have bullshit. to learn the tone. There's no bullshit. You have tone, to learn the tone. Tone is important to me. No, it is, but it is. Dave Let's all look at Tasha. <laughs> no. Tasha's tone. Tasha will be what? like, she'll say is shit. She Dave slower? can. Does she talk slower? She'll say shit that's like, babe. <laughs> and she'll like say it in a way that cringes my soul well, how many times have you done it yeah that's the thing that's like time number 40 that oh. i've asked you to put the lid on back on the toothpaste when what you're is done with, with the it. lids guys i can't like understand how busy it. are you that you're like and you're just like <laughs> taking I got, the lids I got off such everything a, i have such a toothpaste like war, like I, I take the toothpaste i have one of those mechanical toothbrushes and then i pee while i'm brushing my teeth because <laughs> oh, i've learned God. that you can pee and do and that then at the same time you don't wash your hands and you don't put the lid back on nah, i usually wash my hands splash this and that whatever but the point is is that tasha's she really does have like a way to cut through my soul when she tells me things and like like earlier she's like babe you're the dog's toy and your backpack and i was like i'll do it but also like i didn't want to do it right away doesn't see maybe he does it other stuff yeah yeah and so like it's like i would love to not have to ask him you know what i mean i would love to not have yeah. to say it you but the fact of position, the man. matter is you would not do it on your own because no, you no, don't no. see that sometimes stuff. you'll write his shoes out his backpack out a fucking bird the dog's toy shit's uh, just lying everywhere and if i don't say it it won't get done that's yeah. why it's stressful when we have to clean before a podcast no, but what you'll do Dave, no, like, no 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 okay. <laughs> he's just leaving a trail I'm, of breadcrumbs right, behind all right her microphone's <laughs> off i turned her off she's hot <laughs> 
pick up behind <laughs> him <laughs> picking up. It's like I'm just doing double the work, even though he's supposed to be helping. You, she'll be like, ride my ass. I'm a, I'm a multitasker. I got eight things going on. My brain is a DJ booth. I'm doing a million things at once. So like, I'm getting it all done. And it would always like like. But does it get done if you multitask? You just half-ass everything. Yes, exactly. Scientifically proven now. That's the episode, everybody. We gotta go. No. Just put your full ass into one thing so I can actually see something get done. I think I I'll say this: we've learned a lot about how to like get ready for podcasting and spend enough time because I can whip the place together in ten minutes. But Tasha wants an hour and a half. Exactly what we said: half-ass, which is fine. Yeah, that's totally fine. I mean, my yeah, my short coming is that i i try to you know i'll i'll try to do everything at once totally but the way you say things sometimes it's like yeah and again m- so many men right now are listening to this going dude i fucking understand like we we get we have bosses that tell us what to do we got strangers out there that's don't make anybody have to tell the, you what the to fucking indus- industry is telling us what to do and then we come home and we need to know where the backpack goes bro <laughs> take the backpack and throw it out the fucking window okay you know where the backpack goes i don't like your tone dave your tone is just and i don't tell her where to put her shit i just so it's so, probably yeah, already put away just has right. a spot it just goes there <laughs> nobody has to tell me where that, to like, put my shit because i just we're put just it already there. ganging up on you. i don't Jess, even know what this is I, about when, I've never I, when been I, here. I moved here this place looked like jumanji when like uh robin williams was gone for 30 years there was shit piled everywhere there was dust That's i had to clean true. the baseboards there was a she had a pink couch you've with never do- with all, cleaned the baseboards by the way i don't I, know how you brought i that have up. cleaned the base <laughs> i have scrubbed them with gaslighting so so when I, so then when she goes with the the bad the, the, the things gotta go I go do you know what I've done and then I understand that there's some Catholic guilt there where like I'll I'll use everything I've done in the past to like combat that and that's what we do it's like I've done a lot like I you just it's because you take it person as a personal attack your ego is so fragile that you take it as an attack on you when i ask you to put the lid on the toothpaste that's your problem i'm not calling you an asshole or you like incompetent or whatever but you have this guilty feeling inside that makes you feel like when i say toothpaste i'm saying dave sucks Oh. My ego's not. You know, my, my, I'm right, right? Like, I'm just talking about do the toothpaste. Yeah, but you do it in this like false. Se- Babe, if you could just do it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't, can't even, even finish it because it'll sound. It's all the thing. The maybe, like, I mean, I don't know. I'm not sure, but like, maybe you wouldn't hear it like that if you weren't like immediately triggered. Like, maybe there is no tone it's that's guilt right. Is there, there, is like there a tone? Shame. What does the Listen, tone Jess, sound like? I'm going to need you to leave. Dave, <laughs> What does the tone sound like that she should use? Because this is what they'd say in couples therapy. Like, practice the toothpaste. Uh, listen. Dave uh, just left it off, okay? You, you're Jess, Tasha. Jess, let me t- you leave it off, Tasha. <laughs> Tell him. Okay, okay, fine. You want to do the toothpaste? You just found it in the bathroom. Well, looky here. <laughs> no. Looky here there, Dave. It that turns sounds out like that could turn into a shitty tone so fast. Well, looky here. Well, I'm going to turn my mic up because I want to do this whispering. Well, looky here, Tasha. Oh, Dave. Looky here, Dave. It turns out you made a mistake. I know you weren't trying to. I know you're a great guy and you mean well, but it turns out you were so busy doing all the other things and chores that you forgot to put the lid on the toothpaste. It's okay, Dave. I got it for you. That's all. No, but I don't think I should have to pick up your slack. <laughs> I can I can give you a long-winded speech that should be at the end of Princess Bride if you want. <laughs> I but do. I do. 
Give it to me. Try you still try have next to time. put your toothpaste on your speech. own. Oh, yeah. Give me the long speech. I would appreciate it so much. Because I can't me, wait. Me, yeah, but at the end of it, she does have to be like, but I'd appreciate if you'd remember it next time, Dave. Please remember it. Next but just so wait. that I don't have to give a speech yeah, once a night. Yeah. Here's the problem I have with um with like there's a lot. Of, okay, and I, we have we have a lot to get into. So I know we're we just hit an hour, so we got to get into a few other topics. So I'll make this quick. I'm so sick of of hearing about um, emotional labor from like Tasha. Like uh like it's emotional labor if I don't know where like she'll like take something and and like stow it away to hide it. I'll be like, where's my iPad? And she'll be like, oh, it's, it's on the bookshelf. How the fuck would I know that? You took it from where it was and you moved it. I never put it there. You put it there. And Listen. when you were out of town, it was ringing. He would like, try, I would try and FaceTime him <laughs> because tind- he would Tinder FaceTime me. Oh, and God. it was ringing. And I couldn't, fa- I was like losing my mind because I knew it was somewhere on the bookshelf, but I like couldn't see it because it was like so sliver thin Listen, hidden Listen, in between look, books. Make it real quick. I did not put it there is the point. Uh, and, and let the record show she interrupted me on my point. My point was, <laughs> is that I do all the things. I, I make the, I make the coffee. I do all the dishes. I'm the laundry guy. I am totally the maitre d of the house. Like I do all the shit. And then when one thing's off, like 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 okay, la- perfect example. Last night I go, babe, I don't want to tell you this because I know you're gonna make it about you. Oh. But my throat's a little sore, and I think I'm coming down with something. And she goes, Oh, you're gonna get me sick. <laughs> oh my gosh, don't go near me. And we're like, I'll have a situation where I'll have to like, uh, you know, like here's. It makes listen. me so mad when he's sick because he always brings home colds because he doesn't <gasps> take care of himself. And I'm, never sick. I'm never <laughs> sick. I'm never sick. I'm never sick. I'm never sick. I'm so he's healthy. Always putting his mouth on the microphone. No. <laughs> I'm, ne- I'm not, and I'm not sick. I just had a little ruffle in my throat. I've been outside all day yelling. So, so, so just don't tell her about no, it. No, no, but she... that's the thing. And then the second I do, so like, I, and again, I don't mean to be crude. You, women don't understand what um, what external genitalia are all about, but balls are not on the inside of your body. They don't just stay in one place. They move depending on the humidity, the temperature, whatever. So every once in a while, you need to just pull them back, just rein them back like you're you're breaking a horse on the side. Like you just got to pull them How back. How heavy are your balls? <laughs> not heavy. Two-hand job. <laughs> no. He needs his biceps. Every guy things. here knows what I'm talking about. It just slides in one direction. You got to pull them back, whatever. I, and then I can't imagine. She, what a nightmare. But Tasha goes, will you stop scratching your balls? <laughs> I go, you don't even know what you're talking about. I'm not, I'm not like scratching them like it's, I'm doing laundry in the 1800s. Oh, I'm not, it's not like a washboard. I'm like just scratching Everybody my balls. Everybody knows about that like absent-minded scratch that their boyfriend does on the couch. So Dude, they, just, like, they just keep good. their hands in their pants yeah. and they're just like having a grand old time cool. down there but just understand <laughs> that get fungus you, under your fingernails yeah but oh. just understand that you don't know what that is that i'm doing it's just a, a just yeah. wash your balls and they won't be issue that's all i'm saying okay well good to know <laughs> so i'm just saying that there's you have to uh, on, on gender issues you have to know that you're not always right it's a little bit different i don't claim to know what uh what uh, a cyst feels like or your ovaries uh, flipping over or whatever the fuck's going on. You guys, I'm really sorry I brought up the lids, man. (laughs) (laughs) It's all good. It's important. This is, we have to, this is, uh, this is our um, uh, acupuncture. We're just letting it out. Fine tuning the relationship. It's totally important. Um, Speaking of things that are important, uh, I wanted to talk about this because I know it's a plug, but also we're talking about a lot of pro-life, pro-choice things in the world. And um, and the thing that bothers me the most with the state of our sort of uh, society is that we're not and we, we talked before about law of attraction how like uh, in a relationship everything needs to be equal not not like tit for tat equal but like what are you doing I think it's a grape well, thing. Well, I had a grape leaf on me. She totally just... Sorry, it freaked me out. I thought it was a bug. For a second and a half there, the podcast was silent. That was... <laughs> anyway, 
we're not arguing the pro-life, pro-choice thing in a way where we're anyone's listening to anybody. And there's plenty of people out there that it's just it's just buzz it's it's crazy what's happening. And something happened in the last couple of months where a bunch of states, you know, I think in secret all decided they were going to try to pass these laws to get rid of abortions. And and they're in 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 the pro-life argument is that they're just not about killing anything. And the pro-choice argument is, no, we don't want to kill things either, but there are situations in which you need to let the people People who actually know stuff make decisions. Or the that people that have them. to deal with it, actually. Yeah. Like, it just takes away an agency that you would never take away from a man. So, it's, like, to me, it's always bullshit that it's even on the table to yeah, take that away you would like, never take that away from a man you would never take that away from a cadaver yeah like you know you can't even take a dead person's organs without right. them giving their permission so right. literally dead people have more agency than women over their own bodies yeah. are you kidding me it's, it's crazy and not to mention the fact that like the excuses that are being used for like the extremity or is it extremity if it's extreme or is that just a limb whatever sure. the extremeness <laughs> of these laws is gone gone now to like incest and rape it's like oh well you still have to have the baby and it's like the things that the politicians are saying to defend that are so just sickening sickening make it's me like, sick to my stomach it's so sick but we know that these politicians and again i'm not trying to i'm not defending men i just don't see it as a gender issue and i know that a lot of times like in alabama there's been it's literally you'll see 20 lawmakers they're all men but every female i talk to it's like an ideological ideological issue i've got plenty of family in missouri even in rhode island and all over that that are pro-life and it and they're and women it seems it seems to me that it's not a gender issue that it's it's really about like people that are hardcore Christians versus like other people that I was raised Catholic. I'm not saying I'm not I'm not trying to bring religion into it. It just seems to me like you can't like the choice has to be more complicated. If you're a hardcore Christian, don't get an abortion. Yeah, and you it's, know it's, you you're, you're allowing yourself that choice for yourself, yeah. but like you can't put impose your will on other people. Right. And it's a gender issue, not because of like who is pro life or pro choice. Like it's not like all women are pro choice and all men are pro life or whatever. It's that it's a gender issue because like if this was an attack on men's choices over their bodies and women's choices over their, their own bodies then it wouldn't be but like this is not a problem for men's bodies at yeah. all you know I hear these I know, laws I, don't have I, consequences yeah. for men yeah. I, I hear all that there's definitely I, I can see that, that that there's a gender divide there I just don't think I think if I think if the, when these states put a vote on it it's it, the men and women voted on these these dudes to run the the, you know, to, to make well, these, lo- these lawmakers. Is yeah, a but thing my, too. my point there's is, there's a lot of layers here, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just talked to a lot of, I talked to a lot of people, and it, it doesn't seem like it's really just a bunch of dudes wanting to control women's bodies. I understand that that's part of a bigger issue. That like, uh, I think lawmakers don't want don't want their constituents to even have choices in the first place. But all these places we're talking about, whether it's the Midwest or the South, they're they're. These women are drinking the Kool Aid. They're oh, yeah. not. They're not on your side. I not mean, all of them. But not like, all of them. But it's complicated. But there are, but no, but there, there are. There are. There some. are people that are drinking and, the Kool Aid for sure. And I think it's more like a religious sort of mixing into the into the government, which I don't think should happen at all. It's like this is not part of. Yeah, we're supposed to have separation of yeah, church, and which state. we don't. We don't like everybody's using terms like God's will and things, and it's like. Whoop, whoop, whoop careful you know i mean it's 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 and again i'm not one to lead the conversation i just wanted to talk about it because it's been something that everyone's been talking about in the news and i know jess so you've you've brought up what what so tell tell us about the fundraising you're doing oh uh yeah so 
I've I was like I was a women's studies major in college slash criminal justice, and so for me, like Jesus the whole, Christ, the what whole, a combo! <laughs> the whole the whole like pro choice like women's reproductive rights issue is like really big for me, um, and I've always been on that side, and like just like seeing all these states making these extreme laws has really sort of been like, oh man, this is getting a lot more serious, especially given that our Supreme Court is a lot more Republican than it ever has been, even though it's like technically not, shouldn't be either way. It's like they've been uh, appointed by Republicans. Um, It's getting a little scary that this could possibly go in and affect Roe v. Wade. So I just thought like, what's the only way that I can really think of that could help this? And that's like money. What's what affects everything money. So I just designed a a shirt and a sweatshirt that just says unapologetically pro-choice, which is how I always describe myself to anybody who tries to get in an argument with me about it and change my mind. I'm just like, you're never going to change my mind. Like you can say like, even if you talk, start talking about heartbeats and things like that, I'm like unapologetically, I am pro-choice. It doesn't matter if it is a kid. Fine. Call it that. Like, I'm sorry. I don't want it to have to happen, but like, regardless, like the woman is already here. It's her choice. End of story. So created these shirts, got a nice middle finger in the middle of it says unapologetically pro-choice they're for sale for like another 11 days i think and i'm just going to donate 100 percent of those profits to uh initially yellow hammer fund because that's in alabama you know specifically helping those uh women that are dealing with that new legislation but if i make enough money i'll spread it around to to uh some other pro-choice organizations dude as well. that sounds awesome and i'll totally buy one we'll put okay. the uh we'll put the link in the description of this uh podcast so people Beautiful. can go check that out yeah we'll put it on instagram too that's yeah. a good idea and and uh it's what well, you know what's interesting is too it's like you know if you want to go if you want to go get high you go to colorado or california you, you know you don't get in trouble for going to california to smoke a joint yeah but a, a, some some of the state's laws you can't leave the state to get an abortion yeah, oh, yeah conspiracy so like, to commit murder now if you do that like yeah. what but but again and i've and I, I i made the mistake of getting in this this wormhole of an argument with some family online because my sister who is an amazing person i love her she's beautiful she doesn't understand like you know, Planned Parenthood, what they're all about, things like that. My 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 own stepdad too. They it, it, they're just drinking a different Kool Aid. Yeah. And um, I got down this wormhole in this comments, and all the other pro choice people kind of like bowed out because you know I don't do Facebook fighting. I don't. No. But it was my sister, and so like I will do it with my sister because like I'll get embarrassed that she'll like post things. Oh yeah. Because she posted this thing about like this doctor giving this Senate hearing about how brutal abortions were, and it's like whenever I see fear, this is how this is how I act with uh, with Republicans, Democrats, everyone. If I'm watching magic, I'm not watching the guy doing the magic trick. I'm seeing what his other hand is doing. I did uh, just how I am. If if some shit's going on over here, I want to know out the trick here. What's going on? I want to know the trick, and that's how it is. When I see fear tactic, I go, "Who's funding this? What's going on?" Right. So my my sister posted this, not knowing anything about what she was talking about, and and it and it, and it led into this whole other conversation. But it's the problem is is that you know people you know some of these pro life people are trying to you know hoodwink me and be like ha so you do admit there's a heartbeat and i go look i'm not having a heartbeat conversation right i'm not having a conversation but when the soul enters the body the, yeah. the problem is is that there is relevant there me. is a line that needs to be drawn somewhere amongst when like a baby's a baby and like you don't want to be ripping babies out of vaginas like trump said and putting them in a blanket and then deciding about abortions that doesn't seem to be the bigger that's issue not a real thing yeah that's, and that's the problem <laughs> is that, that, clear the air that's not a real thing that's not true with issues like with issues that we have you get there is a line 
drawn where an abortion should be legal or illegal but then health should change things whether it's somebody's well either way the whole reason and like you we were having this conversation with your dad about the late-term abortions new york thing that whole law was really designed just to protect doctors from yeah malpractice issues and who else besides a woman in this position, having to make this horrible decision and her doctor are better suited to be the people to make this decision. I'm sorry, but your sister in Rhode Island or your sister in St. Louis are not in charge of this lady's decision. They're just not. They're not best suited to make that call. Please don't unsubscribe, Chase, if you're listening. (laughs) No, but and and again, you're right. I would never presume that somebody in Oklahoma that I don't know, I am smarter than her and her circumstances, her doctor, what she's going through. It's also not your problem. Like, are you going to raise this child? Are you going to pay for it? Are you going to like make everything work? No, you're going to forget about it by the time the kid's born and be like, don't ask me for any money once they're here because that's your problem. I think a pro-life stance is just a in a, in its simplest terms is like a safe moralistic like place to be for people so like i'm not mad at people that that are like pro-life i just think they don't understand that like i think pro-choice just people focus are your energies pro- elsewhere you know like if you're really pro-life then you should be all about funding planned parenthood we should have universal health care women should have like the easiest access to it but we shouldn't need uh prescriptions for birth control you should be able to pick it up mm-hmm. like you could pick up Sudafed. And, and you know what i mean if you're really anti-abortion the right thing to do is all of these other things that prevent unwanted pregnancies but those same people that are standing on the pulpit preaching no abortions uh, want to defund Planned Parenthood and they want to give abstinence only education where exactly. it's like it's shown that when you get give free abortion in certain states like I'm blanking on which state I just saw I do that but like abortion rates went down by like 45% maybe Washington yeah. maybe. uh and again, like my stepdaddy's a smart guy, but like you just you just listen to the radio station you listen to, and you listen to the news you listen to, and like you know his argument was like I would never step foot into Planned Parenthood, and then we said, well, they you know they don't do fund, cancer screening, but Planned Parenthood doesn't fund abortions. That's all. Abortions are all privately funded at Planned Parenthood. You mean taxpayers? That's what we were talking taxpayers about the Hyde Amendment because they all say I don't want my money going towards abortions. Like, it's like yeah. uh, that doesn't happen. Yeah. It's against the law. That has never happened. It's the Hyde Amendment. No taxpayer money funds abortion. But I mean, both people on either side are guilty of like only perpetuating these like also fake memes that are out there that like just get their point across. And that's why I think it's really important to like look into this stuff Uh, because I think it it, it even like I remember seeing um, something on Facebook circulating around and Facebook I think is the most guilty of it of like just like a bunch of animals like in sort of a vet's office like being picked and prodded or whatever and it was like mac cosmetics or something is doing this to animals boycott them and i was like this is weird and i like just like looked that picture up and it was like actually like a a mass spaying at like a veterinary college like that was had nothing to do with like animal testing but like whoever took it just like used it without you know without the context it's very irresponsible it's very irresponsible it's like there's already it's already bad to test on animals you know but like 
now you look like a stupid asshole because you just use a fake photo to yeah. make your point. And now, and like, how so can anybody easy. give you credibility for anything? They just did that at, you know, they used a photo of, like, a, it was, like, after a, a tailgating event. So there was just, like, a, a, a garden grass field with just trash everywhere. And they're like, this is California State Park. Look what socialism gets you. And it's like, <laughs> okay. And so I just plead with everyone listening. It's not a Republican, Democrat issue. Yeah. It's the issues are all about look, look, when the magician's doing his trick, just look where his other hand is see where the money's coming from yeah see who who, who wins by you believing this and like what do they get out of it sort of it's a tough decision and i don't i don't i've i've been lucky enough to never had have to like try to make a decision on abortion mm-hmm. i think in my past it was wouldn't have been that hard of a decision that i would have gone with an abortion just because i um that's just <laughs> i've thought about it before i've been like i've been with in relationships where i'm like what this person trying to because like you know i don't know I'll try to sneak a baby in on just you like a, a kid in po- poking some holes in the condoms yeah. like that's like the urban legend that all guys are afraid of like why is she going in the bathroom after we had sex is she getting that condom i had out? a i had a roommate who would fill up his condoms with water his girlfriend made him do that just to make sure it didn't leak stop she was she because she was that worried about getting there was not enough trust in that relationship to be having sex (laughs) to begin with like also didn't you just wash out a lot of the spermicide when you did that like bad move and there's also like plenty of people can be pro-choice and then not have an abortion you know what i mean it's it's just about pro-choice is not anti-life pro-choice is just literally pro-choice that's why i don't like it when people say pro-life i'm like no you're anti-choice. Well, I've got yeah. an I've got an aunt, very well educated, smart lady, and she goes, "Like I'm pro-life, but like I want other other people to have their choice." And I go, "Well, your approach that's choice." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I understand the sentiment is like people want to establish where they stand on it, being like, "I wouldn't do that," but it's like, okay, that's choice. That's but choice. that's like what Tasha was saying. Like if you believe so much in it, then why aren't you putting your time and effort and money into making it easier for people to prevent it than just like punishing the people that ended up in that situation? Nobody wants to be in that situation because they've taken their simple their simple stance on it and um again like i can't i'm not but it's not even it's they're not about activism yeah, or changing it's anything they're just about talk keyboard shit from, your, from your soapbox yeah, yeah give me a break but it's just uh, it's a safe place like i i you know i'm i'm constantly looking at these scenarios where i feel bad for i just feel bad for people in general i just feel their i just feel their emotion my my level of empathy is way too strong for for a lot of republicans who feel like they're being dismissed because they've got like you know, pretty sensible moral values, but they're, they, they don't see it. They're just not seeing it the same way as, as a liberal person might see it. Well, I mean, everybody thinks they're the good guy and that's the issue. It's like, it's, there is no good guy or bad guy. It's just like, are, can we really realistically look at the line? And I think it's so simple. Like, does this affect you? Is it your, is it you personally, your body? No, then shut up. Like, that's it. Like, it's that simple, but it's like, it's so hard to take a really conservative Republican person seriously when they're like, no, I care so much about that baby. I'm pro-life. But then they're like pro-death penalty and like, you know, super pro-gun to where they're like, ah, no, don't, don't take away my guns, even though so many people die from that. So it's like, how can you, how can you say that when you do that? Like it's, it's contradictory. And the problem that we have is that with, with society today, people that influential people, smart people, Everyone wants to know where you stand on an issue. And I've heard someone else say this, but you need to lock these people up in a private room and figure their shit out. And there's a lot of scenarios where Planned Parenthood can probably grow from a lot of points that a lot of the conservative agendas have. Like a lot of like a lot of conservative agendas, they say, well, like at Planned Parenthood, they just want to sign you up for an abortion and, and not give you therapy. And I don't know if that's true or not, but, but what you should be doing is saying, okay, well, let's make Planned Parenthood as badass as possible. Let's make it so badass that even conservative people are okay 
with what's going on in there by giving every, by giving people who walk but in as many. But they do give people uh, education. Well, so that's that, the thing is like you can't make them happy when they don't even have the and facts I, and, straight. And right. what I'm saying well, is make like that them, stronger. You say they do. I say make it stronger. But Dave, what if they're saying like, I don't believe that they should even have birth control because that's against God's will. And I don't even believe to teach children about sex education because they shouldn't even be doing that. They should be having abstinence when it's like that is so unrealistic. It's crazy that, that that's I think farther than what most people's for sure. Like I, it's, I think it, you win the populace if you just kind of show people. Uh, like I think I think you win probably eighty percent of conservatives if you just show them what goes on in a Planned Parenthood. Really, when they break down, all right, public funding goes to this. I do. I think that they don't know because everyone I've talked to, my sister, my stepdad, they go, I would never step foot in a place like that. They kill babies, and you go, well, look, they're not just harvesting fetuses on the black market. You know what I mean? Like, there's. Have you had good luck? Like. The, the saying that to somebody that believes that you just walk into Planned Parenthood and it's just like a bunch of babies being killed and then you tell them that's not what happens. They're like, oh man, I totally... Like, sort of? Yeah, no. no. Well, so, sort of. <laughs> no. My stepdad was willing to say like, look, he was willing to say, look, if it's true what you're saying... About the Hyde Amendment and He was saying, and if it's true what you're funds. saying that taxpayer funds don't fund abortions, then I would change my opinion. And it, But do you think that he got on Google... And and did research and has changed his opinion. No, you need to I make mean, a meme that's real easy for them to see, like <laughs> what it is, without having to read more than like six sentence, six words. You know, like that sort of thing. I'm just saying, Sorry, you, you're, you're, you're. I think you're both in agree, and I think you're both dismissive of the fact that people can grow. I know it's not easy, but it doesn't. People don't grow by by. You know the the, the 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 war that's happening on social media hasn't changed anyone's opinion. We oh, just yeah. solidified it. So anyway, I don't want to drag it on too hard. I just think that the I conversations think we had with my conversations stepdad, are important. I do think maybe it's possible to open somebody's eyes. I just don't think that like I, it's like confirmation bias, right? When someone's fixed in their opinion, they're only going to look for things that support their opinion. So you know, it doesn't matter how many facts you give somebody. I don't imagine you change somebody's mind uh, or perspective if they're not going to be outside of their bubble. You, yeah. Well, look, 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 look two, there's two scenarios that change real, real quick. Weed and gays, right? So like gay, gay marriage changed really fast. I mean, wouldn't you guys say in the, in the general history of our country, that shit changed real fast. And I, for one, you know, was, you know, went to a gay bar and saw a guy who brought his dad there and the dad fucking, he walked out of that a different man and he wasn't, and there wasn't this shame of having a gay son. And it was, that was only a one guy, but like it all spiraled. And the same thing happened with weed in this country. Like immediately the thoughts on weed have changed considerably. And so, so why do you think women can't get a fucking break? I'm not saying that, 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 I think what's happened recently is that there was a giant push that happened kind of below the iceberg, below the sea level, a giant push for this pro-life thing. And I don't think pro, pro-choice pro people were ready for it. So there's a lot of f- false information out well, there. Well, yeah, because supposedly we settled this in the 70s. Yeah, it's, there was a complacency there, but it's like, um, yeah, just knowing that the sort of Supreme Court dynamic is changing a little bit. I think that's had something to do with the push and just like making these extreme things going to create lawsuits, going to send it to the Supreme Court, going to like put them in the position to try and overturn it. Like, and that's what they need to do is like have enough that might get through. But we know for the most part, the, the politicians, they've all had a, they've, a lot of them have had abortions. They've had, uh, you know, side things, you know, they've knocked people up. So like, we know that they're not the moral fiber. So it, it really comes down to, can you educate their constituents and will that happen in the next election? And I, like I said, if it can happen with weed, if it can happen with, with gay rights, 
I just see. I just think that it's good to fight against it. But I think that the pro-choice people were just, and the Democrats have had this issue all along, where like Republicans have gerrymandered and done a lot of things to really uh, uh, fight the fight in their favor, where they don't win the popular election. And you know what I mean. So again, and it's no, I, I have no hatred or any sort of. Uh, feelings towards Republicans. I think it's just gone in a direction that's less about political divide and more about everyone's just jockeying for like where they stand morally. And I'm just telling people they need to just do some more research. Just, you know, I do it too. Cause I hate what I see on CNN and in a lot of left wing places. I'm, I'm what I would consider like traditionally liberal, but like, I just see these things that are just like flat out lies in my yeah. face. I see it. I think Bernie's being suppressed right now And Tulsi Gabbard can't get any press or whatever. And they're, they're the ones that are going on Fox news and like convincing a lot of conservatives that they have good points. You know what I mean? They're the ones that are like smart to want to go talk to everyone in our country. And then you got Elizabeth Warren who's like, I won't go on Fox news. It's like, you won't, talk to half the country you want to represent mm. and a lot of those are the issues where like yeah. well maybe a lot of people that watch fox news would listen to a strong woman like tulsi gabbard talk about why it's important to be pro-choice but they're not even getting that voice they're not even getting and it that and i guess it doesn't look good to to be like oh see she won't even talk to us like why bother listening you know it's to easy to spin it in the other yeah yeah exactly. it's easy to spin that in the wrong I direction think, i think both sides are making a lot of mistakes that should, to me are just like this is so simple <laughs> guys like, why are we doing because trump's a democrat in in heart he's been one his whole life he's been a pro-choice guy his whole life he's been pro-choice pro-gay he actually you know aside from like his own like philanthropying is that the word philandering what's the word philandering aside from like his own shitty pr (laughs) he actually stands on a lot of decent issues if he like kept those but he started playing towards a different base i i'm not i'm not pro trump and i'm not pro a lot of things i just think we need to not it needs to not be life or death when we talk to people of different opinions and just go oh it's interesting to listen to that but it truly is a matter of life or death because if you make abortion illegal it just means more women are gonna die trying to get legal i just i just think by treating it like life or death you're repelling the opposition is my point would you agree? They're treating it like life or death too. And that, but that's the thing. You need to. You need to go. Okay, I see what you're saying. I'm listening to you. And you, it's like it's like in a communist world where they would like fly over and drop pamphlets of like news. You need to know that sometimes people aren't getting the same news you're getting, and you just have the conversation. And and anyway, it's if it's if, if it's worth it, you know. But you can't just tell people they're shitty for thinking they're pro life. No, no, it's tell, like good you for you for not shitty, wanting to but kill. Like, I, you know, like you said, like we're we're not really helping our case by not being open to people that can change or evolve, but like it's because I've been in so many conversations where we're like the conversation doesn't even stay on topic. It just becomes like a ridiculous a, way argument. to win. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I'm, I'm respecting you and now you're not respecting me. And it's like, this is a waste of time. We just yeah. have to agree to disagree. But like, I don't think people are bad. I think they have their reasons for doing things, but I also think like this I, shouldn't I, even be an issue. It's so simple. It should not be an issue. For well, sure. I, th- I wish that we could expect like, a little bit of higher level thinking from more people, a little right. bit of, like less. I, I don't know. I just find that in general, a lot of people are so like trapped in their own box mm-hmm. and they don't want to expand their thought. They don't right. want to learn more. They don't want to see things from different right. perspectives. And uh, I wish that Stressful. we could just expect a little better out of, yeah. out of the average American. Yeah. And what do you do when you don't get that? give up i don't know yeah give up make a shirt sell it to people (laughs) give the people i like money yeah what is the general like what is the general pro-choice agreed upon 
times where an abortion's too, it's too far to have an abortion. Assuming that it's not because it's the mother's doctor's yeah, choice. Yeah, I just think it's up to the doctor and the woman. But that's what? Dealing but with what it. does a doctor say? Like what? What? what do, it used to be like somewhere in the between the first and second trimester, right? Where it's like at this point. You, it's not a good well and I, different states have different rules it should but, just be a general thing right well but here's the thing dave and what a lot of people don't seem to understand is like if you're if you're ha- have a pregnancy even late in the game and that baby dies for whatever reason it's it's not gonna be a, a live baby to get that out it's called an abortion Right, but it's that should always be so. That should always also, be legal, Dave. I think like it's like a case by case basis too, because like you don't know what can go wrong in a pregnancy, and you don't want to force anybody to have it if it's going to be a danger to their health or just like something, that, or if it's going to be you know born without lungs and a kidney, right? And then it's going to just no and then it's going to suffer like immensely. And, and I just think what it comes down to is I don't believe that there's any woman out there that is like just going along with her pregnancy, super excited about her baby. And then at like month seven, she's like, you know what? Fuck it. I, I don't want, I don't want it anymore. Get rid I of it. A lot that of, is so absurd. I and think ridiculous. a lot of the democratic presidential candidates that talk about the issue don't do a good job of explaining that. Yeah. Because I think they're trying to be baited into saying that they'll do a late term abortion. And what you, and what the, the truth is, is that there are situations that happen medically where you, where that needs to happen. And that is 1% of the cases you know, it's not a normal thing. There needs, but there, if, if, if both but you sides have to protect people in whatever their circumstance might be. Right. So like if they say, you know, you can't write a law with exceptions for X, Y, Z, because you're not going to think about all exceptions. And mm-hmm. then you're going to put people in a position where they have to deliver a baby that's not going to make it more than three days. I'm like, you're going to suffer immensely or it puts the woman's life at risk and both mom and baby die. I mean, there are literally, you can look on the internet and there are hundreds of examples of things where like women should have been allowed to medically extricate this thing from inside them in order to live or for whatever reasons. And they didn't get to because of laws like this that prevent abortions at whatever stage, blah, blah, blah. And now mom's dead, baby's dead, you know, permanent damage. It's awful. And to to that point too, like you were um, even outside of just the woman is pregnant. And now we're talking about abortion. Like there's laws around before a woman is even pregnant that just sort of shows you that it's more, about a control and a sort of that mindset of like the woman is just meant as like a host to reproduce. Right. And anything else outside of that, like it's everyone else's opinion, but hers. Like I was reading this story the other day about this woman who wanted, needed to get a hysterectomy so that because she had this condition that was sort of like, even every time she got pregnant, she would definitely have a miscarriage and it could put her body in danger and kill her if she got pregnant again. So when she went to get the hysterectomy, she had to go through all these hoops. Like I have to talk to my doctor. I have to get my husband to agree with this because like, you're so young, you're of reproductive age. You could make many babies, which is like, what what is this? Whereas like a man needs to, so her husband was just like, all right, I'll just like, you know, get a vasectomy easy peasy call my doctor i get a vasectomy so like why is it because i didn't have children yet and they were afraid that an iud could potentially like puncture your uterus and make you sterile and this i mean this is in lots of states and lots of doctors have their own i don't know if it's state's criteria or doctor's criteria but i read a story about a woman who was trying to get her tubes tied and she needed to be at least 25 have her husband's permission and have a son and a daughter yeah which is like the the control starts before you even have it it's like we're we're policed before that so like don't 
even try to pretend that all you care about is a heartbeat because that's yeah look hey i'm definitely on uh on your on your side i just uh i think it's it's an issue where you're dealing with um fighting different fights and education that's but can you imagine like going in and asking for a vasectomy and they told you no you needed to wait six months and think it over or no you're not allowed you need your wife's permission and and do you have a son and a daughter it's just like no one would ever ask that to of you and i feel like it's hard for you to even imagine a world in which that's the case yeah but this is our reality every day yeah yeah it's uh it's comp it's complicated because yeah we shouldn't be there in society you know we shouldn't be having these discussions <laughs> over a glass of wine we got heated in here guys. no no look but my <laughs> my worry is always my worry with a lot of uh liberal thought is that it gets uh too much on the we versus them we shouldn't do this and it becomes so one-sided that it's not you know we're talking about half the country here that has a different opinion and I think that we're way more closer. I think that the the percentage of Democrats, or let's just, I don't even like to use political parties, but the, the percentage of left-leaning and right-leaning people, you know, probably 80 or 90% all sort of are within somewhere in the center with the issues. And when you draw a line in the sand like this, you're forced to have people like make a choice on which side you're on. But we are really closer but to this. But what line has been drawn in the sand? I would say if you're saying that people are moving to extremes, it's happening on both sides, not just on one side. No, no, I'm saying, I'm saying this. Uh-oh. Drop some. That's a bottle of wine. <laughs> uh, I'm saying it's this. empty. I, uh, <laughs> party. I think that if if you believe that you're killing humans by having an abortion, I think that's a. Uh, you know, you can you can you can put yourself in their shoes and think that well, if that's what you believe in, that you're committing murder, then that's a pretty strong stance that they're taking. But not allowing that is also committing murder against women who are alive. Yeah. That's why it's a complicated thing because you got to look at it from both sides and go, okay, well, in the end, like any like any communicating, right? You have to look at people's intentions to go, look, I can I can see there being some pretty like shitty legislator people that want, you know, you know, to keep their control away from the ladies, but I think for the most part, people want what they think is good morally. And, and, and you have to give them the benefit of the doubt while, while giving them a little bit of compassion. Because when you meet somebody, when you're out at a bar crawl and you meet somebody and you don't have a Make America Great hat on, you're just another person having a drink. You're just two humans. You know what I mean? When the aliens come to fight us, we're all humans fighting yeah. aliens. But I right just now... I something interesting, though, and I'd like to, you know... It, when you think about like Handmaid's Tale or like 1984-type stuff, it's like... Mm, giving them the benefit of the doubt and showing them compassion like doesn't really work when you think about like what could really, really go wrong. And here's the thing. Um, Alabama, right? They are going to make it a a criminal offense to have an abortion. It's against the law to have an abortion. If you have an abortion, then you go to jail. Guess what? Felons can't vote. So now you're taking away and this is only Ooh, it's only targeted to 50 percent of the population, which happen to be women. So now all of a sudden you have all of these people in this like prison industrial complex and and women have no say on uh, on the future of this country. 
You know what I, I mean? It's I just like it's got all saying. of these like ramifications I, that are like super way out there and crazy. All I'm saying is this: after Trump got elected, there was a blue wave of of people getting into the you know the race. Uh, uh, you know how many black females became judges, right? You know, like, there was all these different little scenarios where even in in Atlanta, all these different places where like r- races were fucking like intense. You know, there's all these purple states that used to be red states. I think that again that this pro-life agenda was like this conspiracy kind of all happened and just was like overtook you know all these different states but i think that in the end you're going to see the you know people are going to vote and 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 it's going to write its course i can understand you being afraid i just don't think telling a bunch of conservatives that they're pieces of shit and they don't know what they're talking That's about not, is, <laughs> but no. nobody's doing yeah. that I, i'm, I'm like sorry if they feel the that way when i start like, spewing facts no but yeah. a lot no 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 but a lot of people are online a lot well, of people that's like, what i'm saying you, like on either side people are making huge mistakes that are like dividing people further like i don't think everybody's a piece of shit until they are a piece of shit and are like yelling at me calling me a baby killer yeah. but, like honestly like i you know, I think everybody has the good intention. Like they think that they're doing the right thing. They think they're the good guy and I'm but the bad guy. But nobody knows the art of like respectful debate right. anymore. And also Facebook's not the place. No, Facebook is definitely it's not. not the, nobody, it's like screaming into a void and yeah. it's just, and there's yeah, never it's facts. A mo- it's a you got fake memes out there. And I'm just like, everybody's looks like an idiot. Stop. I hate it. Well then. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, I just, you know, I'll, 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 yeah, I'll beat that drum till the day I die, till a mob takes me over. That I think that like respectful discourse is going to yeah. be the thing, and I think that you know, you just like I said before, just look where they don't want you to look, and that's where the answers are. But um, we do have to sort of get out of here. <laughs> so again, people can find your now. What's the shirt tagline again? It's called unapologetically pro-choice. I don't want to really end on the pro-choice talk though, Let's just talk because about something yeah. Else then. yeah. So you I want to know. So heated. I didn't make. You know, <laughs> I didn't make it anything. It's fucking. It's a war zone. Out I there. think that the lid convo was way more heated than the pro-choice <laughs> convo <laughs> for sure. So where's your relationship? Are you worried? Are you a, a worried to get into another marriage? Is that a, is that something that's like you know no I'm not actually because like like I said I met somebody that was like shit dude you're fucking awesome and this is easy so yeah I'd totally marry you for sure um but before I met him I was like never again fuck this this what's is a, your an um, institution but but I do not necessarily want to be like doing the same traditional stuff that I did in my last wedding see that's what's so annoying about it it's like oh my last wedding you know but <laughs> but like I just I felt like although my first wedding was amazing like i don't regret it still i had a blast i was in a caribbean country for a week with my friends like jumping in turquoise water it was so much fun it sounds like a blast it was so much fun like but um but i will say that like there were a lot of like little stupid parts that i was like this wasn't really necessary that i just kind of did for the sake of everyone else like for the moms or the grandmas like, like what like what would you not do well, again? just like you know the whole like rigidity of like tradition and the ceremony and like centerpieces and having to spend a ton of money and like i love the celebration idea and the party but like i don't think you have to have it's like you know if you guys get married you'll find out that like an event that you think is about you is not Not about about you you and you end up like hating the planning of it because people start like being so entitled like out of nowhere like uh, you have like a bridal party, which in its own self is like a little bit of bullshit because then you have to rank your friends and family and like in order and like whoever's standing further away from you at the altar is like, well, why the fuck am I third? Yeah. You know, what's going on? <laughs> and it's like, oh my God, you're, what are you going to stack on top of each other? Like, no. Yeah, it's like, your what, billing, your yeah, cast what am billing. I supposed to do? You know, like, so it ends up being like whoever's going to be the most mad gets the most stuff, you know? And like whatever, like whatever makes it easier on you, the bride or the groom. And like, 
I will just say like if you guys better plan it together because like the woman having to do it all by herself. Wow, that's annoying, you know? Well, look, I mean, yeah, so we should not do uh, bridesmaids. Is that what you're saying? Should we not do that? I, I, when it I comes mean, it down to us, want. I think we're going to just have to look at how much is this going to cost? <laughs> I think we should totally, I, th- I love the idea of stripping away everything and then saying, what do we want? All right, cake. That's what okay. you should do. Cake or some, some, some sweet, some, some form of dessert. Okay, we got that. Dancing DJs, sure. Uh, bridesmaids, no. Well, just like if you want that, like it depends what you want to do. Like the, a lot of parts of that stuff is fun, but like what ends up not being fun is all the opinions and all that. Well, you're supposed to do it like this. Well, what about that? Like, you have to do this and just like go into it. I would say with like, there's no rules. It does not have to be like this. Does this sound appealing to you? Then do it. If not, don't do it. But just know that there's going to be some people that are going to be like, but you have to. And you're just going to, it's going to be real stressful yeah. for no reason. I, I I feel like my mom will be pretty hands off about it. Like, I feel so? like a lot of times it's the moms and mother-in-laws that are like, really like think it's about them and you're like this is my wedding hello and they always say it's like it's a wedding my mother-in-law always <laughs> and that's why like bridezillas are created which like i love that show by the way watching the bridezillas just flip out but i'm like i get it though but i also don't because i'm like some of them are just maniacs but there is a level of like a reason why this person is flipping out is because they're just trying to do something that should be simple show their love for this other person and you are just making it about you and so much harder and it's it's just very remarkable how that happens so easily i had a buddy i think yesterday i saw on his instagram he went to a engagement party and it turned out to be the wedding and that's what i've said all along oh like that's it's a surprise i said that all along oh. you just show up you know you show up and you say gotcha. you tell, yeah your friends and family oh we're having a little thing hope you can make it and if they can't fuck you <laughs> no that's you actually kind of good because they you get the people there that you care about but then you 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 take away that part where they're like oh cool i'm gonna like insert my opinion here because yeah. they just think this is the engagement part this is just the beginning yeah, I think that's, that's actually it. a pretty good idea. I think we did. We either do and your that. friends that were coming up with excuses for why they could. Yeah. And we could bring like fun. Sorry, we could bring yeah. like fun party hats and like you know like a like a 1920s style like you you know top hats and things like that, and people can like whatever you're wearing, put it on and just party. I don't. Yeah, know. what would your theme be? Let's play a fun game where we where we ask uh, what your theme would be, what you'd want out of a wedding, and see how much you guys overlap. Because I don't know if you've talked about mine it. mine would be so fraternity based. Oh just, my like, god, just douchebaggery like <laughs> cornhole and at the stupid wedding games. yeah like fun <laughs> fun like drinking games and like i would like a mumford Flip and son style band i really would love like everyone just rolled their <laughs> jeans up and had a good old he's hoedown. fucking with us right now <laughs> no seriously Uh-oh. i'm cool with like a mumford style band actually oh. i'm co- i'm cool with like a just no cornhole yeah no i'm sorry cornhole and flip cup are out of the question <laughs> Um, what if it's like really fancy cups? Yeah, flip chalice, <laughs> like crystal glasses, flip chalice. <laughs> but yeah, like the I just the idea of of making it not about everybody, but about the event. And I think most people have the most fun when they're not when they're kind of like not living up to some expectation of yeah. what something's supposed to be. And you just not. You, and we're never going to compete with the weddings we've been to. We've been to weddings where it's like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck? What course are we on? You know what I mean? It's like, and then you're just you know, and then I'm, I'm still going to vomit in the toilet at the end of the night because I drank too much <laughs> curacao mixed with curacao. Curacao. What is that? I'm just you know what I mean? Like what? Like yeah, it's cool. It'd be cool to throw a two hundred thousand dollar wedding. That would be cool. Oh but my also. God. So like, so disgusting. If you have the money and it doesn't feel like anything, fine. Who but also, can have a th- two hundred thousand dollar wedding? 
I don't, we've been billionaires. We've, we've been to a couple weddings that are like Jesus Christ, right? We've been to some some weddings that are just stupid. I've just got no desire to like. Yeah. It's just not on my. It's not things that make me excited to like mm-hmm. pick out place settings and napkins. Like yeah. that's just not my thing. I feel like I would be perfectly happy going to some. I've, I'm all about the destination wedding. I know people are getting shitty about it, but I'm all about the destination wedding. I think it helps keep keep the guest list small oh, and yeah. like if you want to come and have a little mini vacation and celebrate with us great if you can't make it we're totally cool with that too keep the guest list small write one check they can pick the flowers they can pick the menu they can pick the band or whatever you know like get our friends and family in in one spot have a giant party take some pictures it doesn't make it more expensive to do destination either because like you said it keeps the guest list low and like half the time like in, in other countries they don't put as much weight on spending ab- exorbitant amounts of money on weddings you know like did it, you guys have a uh, like financial discussions when it came down to like because I, I feel like the biggest one of the biggest indicators of people like of people's relationships not working out is financial issues and and yet so many relationships that's the start reason most people get divorced oh too. yeah yeah no. and, and so many relationships start on just a fucking wedding that puts you in the hole yeah like, well no for luckily for me like my mom fronted this bill with the exception of no i think she paid for all of it yeah so yeah so it was like very lucky that that wasn't an issue um for us like the financial stuff just came up later when it was like oh i work real hard you don't work at all this is causing me a lot of debt you know that's but it's almost like if you had known in the first place like you could have gotten a better understanding of really what you were in store for it i think dave and i'm really proud of dave and i lately because we've been talking a lot about money and just like making sure that our goals are aligned right um and i think that's super important oh look it's raining and it's sunny outside there's gotta be We're a, gonna rainbow. See a rainbow uh, who knew yeah but is it, but no yeah. i think that's really important especially because like people have this idea with weddings like oh the moment you get married automatically your finances are combined which is not true like i think it's important to like have your own separate shit and then also have your joins a uh, join stuff but having the conversations of like what are we willing to do? What do we really want? Do you want to travel? Do you want to save money for a house? Do you want to do all this stuff? Like, what are you willing to put into it? And if you align and are compatible in those ways, that's great. Like I was unfortunately in a situation where I was with somebody who like had parents who were together and were traditionally married and the mom didn't work and the dad did. And like, for some reason it didn't translate because it was like, Oh, well we're married. What do you mean? I just take your credit card and like you pay it. And I'm like, yeah, but no, like we're equal. We split things. You don't have four kids you're taking care of. Like, well, my parents did this. Yeah. You are not taking care of four children. Like you're just a yeah. regular white guy with a degree that just is lazy. Like get uh-huh. a job. Like, come on. What the and, hell? And it's just like that sort of shit is that entitlement. And like you have these conversations but then maybe people don't listen. But I mean, you guys have been kind of like acting as married for a while. You know, you're you're live co-living together, paying for things together. Yeah, so. we started looking at a few apps that you can like save money together on. Yeah. But you know, the the biggest problem and again, we'll get out of here soon. Thanks for listening. Um, <laughs> the biggest problem, and by the way, I like long episodes. I think long episodes are better. We have a good conversation, people can tune in when they How long got is the it pretend. normally? Well, we like to aim for an hour, but you okay. know, if we hit 2 hours, we hit 2 hours. Uh, our we we're getting there. Our my my biggest thing is like I want to be I want to be providing more financially than where I'm at. And Tasha's done a good job of letting me know, like, dude, you're like getting older, and you know, you're not like making that much money. It's cr- it's crazy because I don't, 
I don't want to take a job that pays the bills that I'm not passionate about because that will destroy me from the inside out. That it will be my right. radiation right away. But also, I need to know that I'm worth more than nothing. Like, I, like yeah. so here I am on the side, you know, doing my side gigs, but also writing my pilot, being like, is this thing going to buy us a house? Is, it, the, is the podcast going to buy us a house? Like, these are the things that I love that I'm doing with the highest level of energy that I just, I just hope... You know, I know we're huge in Namibia, we're in Mali, we're huge in Africa, apparently. Ranked 145th. Thank you very much, Kevin Hart. Um, or whatever. But like, you know, we're ranked... Um, this guy. I broke the thing. <laughs> they can't hear. I just kicked that wine over again. We're ranked uh, We're ranked like 1,200 in the comedy podcast in the States, right? And I go, look, where, we, where, where, where I know we are on the downloads, if we have 40 times the amount of audience, we will own a home that will this will be my full-time job i won't do the side gigs i do where i gotta meet people and be a fucking asshole and, you know all those things so like i see the statistics of where so I want. every one of our listeners has to tell 40 people yeah. to subscribe 39 if every one of you could just get 39 of your closest friends and family it's like a multi-market but, but that's but i know but i know and i know as you climb the charts from 1200 to 900 to 400 to 100 i know as you climb those charts you become more visible and it's not about you getting your 39 people listening it's about you getting your two friends to listen and then it multiplies a lot faster and again it's at a place where where our podcast is in the top five percent of all the podcasts that have ever existed in the history of the world we are in the top five percent thank you so much that's amazing it's just that one percent is the Mm. one that you need to be at and we're fighting for it but it's like it's like at what point i'm trying to make this financial at what point am i am i busting my ass doing this versus like working at enterprise hating my life like i I just see it but i think that's the thing dude like like we were talking about earlier like having that drive and ambition like you're a hard-working comic actor writer like i you know i see you everywhere you're doing your thing and it it does take time but like the way to not get there is to spend too much energy doing the wrong thing and for sure you know if you need to but your bills have to be paid yeah you know you need definitely pick up pick up a second job but like just know like you can do all the things you know like you can work several jobs sure it'll be hard but you won't have to do it forever just definitely don't trade one for the the other same amount of hours in the day as like michelangelo right or like mother Teresa. like we all get the same amount of hours in the day it's really just about what uh, where you focus your time and what are your priorities and just don't trade one for the other don't be like well i get better stop doing my podcast or my stand-up or writing my pilot because i need stuff like figure out how you can do both well that's the thing is i look at the podcast and my stand-up and i go okay i don't you don't get paid and again not to set limitations but you you write these jokes right you 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 build up an act you spend years doing it you get paid when you get paid and it's healthy and it's good money and it's like when the podcast is ready to flourish there's a ton i mean i'm talking like it's a big there's a reason why all these a-listers are getting involved in it because like it's it's a simple medium and it's got high returns but yeah like if something will if, if I have to go do a sick 50 hour a week other gig, something is going to, you know, like if I have to go be a bartender every night of the week, I'm not going to be on stage getting that every well, minute that's closer. that's not the right choice. Yeah. And then you have to figure out something else. But like what, what other skills do you have that you can what use? We, yeah. Nine to five leaves... 5.30 to 9.30 Yeah, no, 9 to 5 but that, but helps then the re- me, for then- sure, even though it's not technically 9 to 5. Like, yeah, my, my schedule, because it's more day-based, is very helpful for everything else. Yeah, but then our relationship requires a lot of time and energy, too. So then you have to wonder, like... Weekends. Yeah, I mean... There's just a lot of questions. Things require sacrifice. We've talked about this many times. Mm-hmm. Like, And it comes with really defining your priorities. I I've said this before. I think it's a really good analogy. Like... 
you can't expect to have it all. That's a sort of like idealistic viewpoint that I think a lot of younger people have. Millennials have like, if you decide you want to be a doctor, you know, you're going to be in school for another eight years beyond, you know what I mean? You are signing up for going to, for the, pretty much losing a decade to school and then you're signing up to uh do what do they call them like rotations or whatever residency (laughs) yeah residency (laughs) and you're gonna have a lot of student debt and you're gonna be behind when it comes to finding a partner not necessarily but like you have to expect that that's part of the thing it's like when you're dedicating your life to going to school for another decade to be highly specialized that you might not have time for a relationship and you might not get married until you're 50 and maybe it'll be too late for you to have kids and like it's you define your priorities you knew that this was what you wanted to do that this was the thing that was most important to you and there's no guarantee that all of this other stuff is going to be there waiting for you when it finally is your time yeah do you stress out over the thought of just getting older and not having the sort of higher level of success like does that does that is that something that keeps you up at night oh i mean for me no not really like because to me i kind of like for sure want to be able to get paid just for the things that that i enjoy doing and not having a day job but like i'm lucky in that i love my day job and it's also creative so i get to you know design things and do things you know create art even though it's like graphic art not necessarily like always the coolest stuff like it's still fun and i enjoy it and of course there's you know annoying parts but i'm lucky enough that that part is okay and then when it comes to comedy and everything else like i already enjoy what i'm doing so much already that i'm like to me this is exactly where i wanted to be when i was like 10 years ago I was like, how cool would it be if I was like living in LA, you know, affording an apartment and doing stand up and, you know, filming stuff and like just enjoying that sort of stuff. And like, I'm doing all of that right now. So to me, I'm like, I've already done what I wanted to do. Anything from here is just like a bonus. So you feel like you're, you've pretty much filled up your creative well, like you're doing what you need to do. Well, I certainly, everybody could work harder and I could work harder and I, there's so much more I want to create, but like, I, I don't have like that, like, oh man, am I ever going to make it? I haven't, you know, I'm working so hard and I still haven't like made it and become famous yet. Like I'm almost a little like afraid of that. Cause I'm like, I'm not ready to be like, Hey, come make your hour long Netflix special. I'm like, okay, I've been doing comedy for like four or five years. Like I'm not ready to do that. And just like get ahead way too fast to where you just like blow it, yeah. you know? But like, I am having so much fun doing it that I'm like, I've already made it in my brain. I still want to work hard and I will never like be complacent with it. Cause obviously you can always do more but i'm just like everything cool that happens i'm like oh oh man what a bonus i love it yeah, yeah. that's a good that's a really great like creative place to be just to like feel like you're doing because we've all I'm, I'm assuming we've all been there where you're not doing that and you're like oh, i just I, I feel like if i just had more money or I had this extra yeah. time or I had the balls i could try this or that i remember before i ever did stand-ups i was like kind of having it like that flirting with the idea of it and being like oh man like wouldn't that be cool if i could do that yeah and then when you actually get to doing it you realize a lot of you you release a lot of that tension but then there's another bar to hit for sure yeah there's always going to be another bar to hit but yeah i mean i i have nights that where I do stand up and I go, geez, I've done it for like seven years now. I'm feeling like I'm pretty good at it. Like I'm starting to have a lot of fun up there. Yeah. And it's like, oh, fun. Yeah. That's why I started this. I'm supposed to have fun. You have to remember you're just that. You're going to suck for a bit. Yeah. And you're going to, and then you're going to have fun. And then you're going to try to make that fun longer. And then with new jokes and, and, and funnier. Yeah. And yeah, you just try to get to a place where you go, oh, I'm, I'm, 
I'm pers- I'm like entering my area of excellence yeah. where like where I want to be. And of course, like with comedy, you know, they say, you know, seven years, that's nothing. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? So no. they, while I feel that, I also know to a, to a 15 year vet, that's nothing. But to like a, a first year guy, they want to talk to me after the set. And they oh, want to be yeah, like, oh, yeah. wow. And they want to ask me all these questions. And I'm like, I used to be you talking to me. And so it's about just like, appreciating the path and knowing that like you're just you're feeding the creative side of you and i know with tasha we talk about like and it's crazy to me that like sometimes tasha i know i'm not 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 trying to speak for you but you wonder like what your sort of like mission in life is while you're here being an excellent voice on a podcast thinking you're not doing enough you know what i mean well we're never doing enough right yeah i think that's kind of the thing you never feel satisfied you never yeah. feel like you've made it you you always are just like on the journey and hoping for bigger and better but yes she goes she goes oh i just don't i just don't know what i want to you know what i want to do and this and that and i go you've been hosting this podcast for years with me you know you got somebody listening in every state in the country namibia mali we got a dude in australia who listens during his chemo like really that's awesome and you're wondering like I think you're doing what you need to do. And I've been I've been telling her I think she should start her own podcast and just do her own thing. But I think that's important to have that support and to remind each other because like, don't get me wrong. Like, I love what I'm doing and I'm happy. And I still like, of course, have higher goals, but I'm not by any means like frustrated. But I certainly have those days where I'm like, what am I, you know, why am I doing this? I should quit everything. Like everybody has those down days that they feel like they're a little lost, you know? Yeah. But that's what you're kind of figuring out. Like, like you said, you've been doing this podcast for a few years. You're really good at it. Oh, that's like a thing maybe before you didn't know you were good at, you know, that you can now like put more energy. Yeah, into. totally. And, they're all like little stepping stones. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and, you know, you know what, you know what blows my mind? I mean, there are, there are some people that they take the right ass shot and they've got millions of followers, oh right? Or even some of these quote unquote travel bloggers. What are you fucking doing? You just took a slow motion video at a fountain. You know what I mean? Like that's not, but like, so yeah, but that's something that you guys are good at. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but like I saw the <laughs> sloth video. The I saw shouting. this sloth video the other day. Like, and it's just like things that you guys put together and like, you're such a cute couple and you have fun and you do these interesting things. Like you could be a travel blogger if that's what you wanted to do. And like taking that energy, sloth videos no, every day. But it's just like, <laughs> but it's just like, what are we that's, doing today? Like uh, that's, sloth? Bingo. <laughs> like you're doing something together that you already like to do. Like, how could you, capitalize on what you guys are like you've already been hired to like do model shoots together like there's clearly like uh there's like a value there that well, you like, could be tasha cares a lot about you know she was involved with the basset hound rescue league or whatever oh. like she cares a lot about different like uh like whitney cummings is kind of like similar with like they care a lot about like a lot of uh animal rights and and it's and she's got a general curiosity towards that and it's like well then 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 you're you know, because Tasha studied uh, fashion, you know, fashion and ad- adapts the uh, design and uh, good. You're good try. Design, <laughs> art, architecture, planning. Design, art, architecture, planning. It's uh. at the University of Cincinnati, and it's a very prestigious school. And it's like just very because cool. you got plucked away to be a model doesn't mean you can't be like the host and the face of whatever it is you're passionate about. Right. Like when I just study marketing, it'd be like, well, the the idea is not to just work in marketing the idea is to market things i love mm-hmm. so only apply to companies that you love and for anyone listening it's like it's like take whatever your skill set is and apply it to what it is that you love so for tasha it's like yeah you're a beautiful woman who can be a spokesmodel for whatever but maybe the highest version of tasha is to be a sm- spokesperson for what it is that you love and and i know you get mad at me for that i can't do like a better job of like producing your videos or whatever but like i just like 
I'm I'm caught up in my own thing, and I I want to help you when you decide it is what what it is that you want to do. And I think that there will be riches for you when it is that when it is when you figure out what that is. But I also know I sent you this meme yesterday. Do you see that one where it's like when you when you're like when you grow up like a, a perfectionist, a valedictorian, straight A's. When you make any mistakes as an adult, oh, yeah. you just don't want to do it because you don't want to fail. And I feel like Tasha, it's that paralysis by perfection or whatever the fuck. Oh it's yeah, called. that whole perfectionism thing where it's like actually like a hindrance rather just than yeah. just yeah. we fail every day you have to we, fail all the time that's the only way you get better or figure out like maybe you figure out i don't want to fucking do this anymore but you yeah. don't figure that out by failing uh not at all like you I have read something to, i thought was super interesting and they were saying like your first one whatever it is always sucks Duh. Oh, yeah Duh. Expect yeah. that. The but you don't get to 1,000 without doing one. Right. So you write your first article or poem yeah. or go to an open mic or whatever. You do your first one and it sucks. Yeah, we all know it's going to suck. That's fine. Right. And, I've also, been, and also know that you can do really well and most people like it, but you're always going to get that thumbs down on YouTube. You're always going to get that one motherfucker <laughs> in his mom's basement that's like, boo, I don't like this. You yeah. know, like, so not everybody is always going to like you and you have to be okay with that too. And there's enough of the people watching or potential audience out there to be okay with just being super oh, yeah. niche. Yeah, like, I mean, and again, I've failed my whole life. Like, I, I pitch, right? I play baseball. Like, pitching is very hard to do. You're going to fail more than you succeed and the whole team's going to know. If you can't throw that fucking strike, they're all, they're all going to no, I've, I failed since I was four years old. I failed playing baseball is a sport of failure. Every other sport I've played, I've failed in my whole life. And I still like a dumbass dog, just show up to the field ready <laughs> to play and stand up. You fail, you fail, you fail. Oh, yeah. Acting, you fail. And I've, then you I've been finally fired. get like one time where you're like, <laughs> and you, and you, and you remember that in the instant you <laughs> yeah. go, Oh, f- I fucking got this. Yeah, and then you yeah. fail again. And then you grow and you learn and you learn. And for whatever reason with social media, you see these people that are all succeeding at the age of 19, right? We, you know, you see just these oh. people that, for some for algorithm and, and don't get me wrong they're gonna fall really hard that's gonna be their own problem for you tasha it's like you've set yourself up with all these different ways that you're gonna succeed and like it's hard it's hard to know what direction to run in when you when you don't have the compass right but like learning how to edit something when you really want to edit that like learning when you want to write and produce your own project you got best actress for it that's yeah. fucking awesome which was like crazy and that wasn't was like, your goal no it was i did i expected <laughs> nothing out of it at all i was just like so surprised that we even got into the festival and then after that i was like what i thought they made a mistake at first i was like is this, <laughs> is this really a thing yeah and that's just the breadcrumb we talk about that's the breadcrumb go yeah. follow but it, it's right? also it took the the doing it to even have the opportunity because like I wouldn't have even necessarily submitted to the festival if Landon didn't force me to do it. I wouldn't have acted in that role if uh, my friend Chris, the director, didn't tell me to do it. You know, so I was like, oh man, when people support you, that's so helpful to give you the courage to maybe go out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so like I listened to two people that I respect their opinion and it just really blew up amazingly. So Jess, what do you do when Monday's Memorial day? What do you do when Tuesday morning rolls around and it's 8am and it's time to get up and create? Like, what do you do? How do you encourage people to pursue their thing when it's still not defined? How do you, how do you follow the compass of like what feels good to do? I I just kind of feel like just accepting the fact that like there is no definition or answer and even if you think there is one like be okay with it changing because i think so many people get paralyzed because they grow up with this identity they're like i was always going to be an actor i was always going to be this thing and then maybe when you get older or even doing it a lot you know for failure or for not failing like you just kind of aren't really as into it anymore so be okay with like 
knowing that you're still always figuring it out. Like that always helps me. Like, you know, I've had times with stand up where I'm like, oh, this is just kind of a side thing. But then I'm like, no, I kind of have to do this because otherwise I'm uncomfortable. Like if I'm not doing stand up, I feel like I judge myself. I'm like, you, it's somehow therapeutic, but also the worst at the same time, you know, to where like I get there, I'm like, why do I do this? Like, why do I invite so many people? Like when they come, like I'm so stressed, but like it's always so great. But I also know I'm like, oh, okay, I've realized like I don't necessarily want to be you know, making it harder than it has to be. I don't want to be like a road comic that just has to like stay at crappy hotels and just like tour around and like make my life miserable. But I will do that on my own terms. Like I know that I like hosting because that helps me with mics because like I actually get to have fun versus just bomb as I try <laughs> new things, you know? So like, it's just taking that day to day of like, okay, here's what I want to do. They try not to be so hard on yourself. Cause that's so paralyzing. That's the key. Like, it's like be, don't be your worst enemy, which you already are. Like, that's like the only way I get through the day. Like, I wouldn't even get out of bed half the time. It's very, very hard. You know, I mean, it's just like, Tasha, I'm putting, you, I'm putting you on the spot. We're two hours and four minutes in, so we got to wrap up. I'm putting you on the spot. You are by far the meanest person to yourself. Oh. You, I took this photo of her in this pink onesie, and I, and it, it was, just wasn't a good babe. Jess? Listen, I'm going to make you look at this photo no, and you're going to punch Tasha the in the photo. face. No, it's not about the photo. The reason that that photo never got posted is because the way, like, you couldn't crop it nice. No. You could only crop <laughs> my head off or my feet off. Well, you probably looked real hot, but I get... I, you know what I mean? There's probably, like, like, a girl type the thing. thigh gap. That, yeah, like, no, there's probably, like, a girl type thing where I'm like, I have this little chin thing, and I'm like, no, 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 that's not that's not. All going I'm up. saying is... And it's so stupid, but, like, that's all I can see, you know? I get so mad or so frustrated, be, and that's why, like, in for several years, I've just, like, just, like, stopped trying to coach her on her social, because I'm like, I could literally take photos you've already posted and recirculate them and build your following, and just, you just, like, there's just... But she'll, like, look at it and just, bah, fuck it, and just like it's it's and i understand it stresses you out but i want i want you to know that but like, you don't also you really don't do a good job of helping me to take good new photos truthfully because it's never on your mind so like we go out and do like fun things or like go to events or whatever and not once did you ask me like hey let me take a photo of you right here i do it all the time no you don't and like tasha could you ask him be like oh dave do you mind taking a photo of me why is the onus on him to ask you to take the photo yeah you're right i could but here's the thing it always ends up like it's a very high stress situation for us Mm. so it's almost like let's not even fucking bother are you self-sabotaging yourself then by being like and then being like oh dave didn't ask so that's why we didn't do it but when i do ask about stuff we just like dave's not really good at taking direction one he likes to do things his way you're just not super collaborative about like oh we'll try some your way and then try some my way and you kind of get argumentative like when i'm telling you i want something done this way like i'm trying to boss you and then you'll be stressed out because we'll be out in public and it'll feel like a yeah fights no you're right in the sense that fights come up out of nowhere when it's about getting that Instagram But photo. if you guys are in a stress moment and you know, like, why not, like, before you even go and you know it's going to be, like, a picture picturesque place, be like, hey, do you think we should, like, maybe take some photos tonight? And then sort of just talk about what to expect, especially if you know it's going to be high stress, like, if you only have, like, a second in front of the step and repeat or whatever the whole thing is. You can be like, all right, we're going to take a couple photos. We're going to do, like, three your way, three my way. Boom, done. Yeah. And then, like, and also it- both just agree that, like, 
it's a huge waste of time to get in an argument about a, a photo. Yeah, and, 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 and it generally these are just landmines you step on. They're yeah, not something we, but we, like if you take the stress out of it by like knowing ahead of time. Yeah, you never you never like sort of want that to be the case, and then yeah. it's and then some explosion happens and it's too late. You're like, oh fuck. But yeah, like I, my whole point is this: is that you know you've got more to offer than just a butt photo, and the social media you need to find a way we need to find a way that you get to offer that through the social media and find your medium and and be happy with that and not worry about like what do i what do i need to do with my life this and that like you're enough what you can do is enough and like you've done modeling and and you've been in this world for a long enough of a time that like don't be discouraged if some 19 year old with a nice ass who by the way could never book a job in their life because they look so hideous but they just take a good photo of the wedge. It's like the specifics are but also like we're all lost none of us know anything and even if we do we're probably wrong and it could change tomorrow like yeah, cut and yourself my own, a break. My own point is that everybody not, cut yourself a break. I'm not That's giving like my out advice. your age but you're so much younger than you give yourself credit for being that you think you're some old bag that like passed life by. And That's again, a hot bag, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I make the joke about it when I'm always like, oh, my chick's old and barren. It's like, what? It's like, no. it's a joke. It's yeah, like, you, no. you know. You can only say that because it's not true. It's like one of those things where you like, make fun of your friend because you know you love them and they're like awesome. Anyway, we like, got to get out of here. But my my point is, is, is for Tasha, don't be afraid of failure. Don't be afraid of looking stupid. Some of the funny, some of the best photos she takes are like, just la- like these ugly laughter. She like, she's just like laughing through her throat. Like, ah, you know, <laughs> You think it's like I want to see some of yeah, that. Yeah, but it's like it's insane to me that you would even um look at yourself and not want to post that. Like I just say Aww. fire away. That's all. And That's then for cute. Jess, keep That's writing. Cute. I know Jess Thank wants you. to have us in one of her projects. Oh yeah. It's uh, something I sent to Dave probably like six months ago, so I'll send it again. I haven't read it yet. <laughs> it's real dumb. It's called Sunscreen Slip and Slide, and you guys are just gonna slide down a slip and slide with a bunch of sunscreen on it but you're gonna come out on top and i am not it's a it's an invention so we get to look sexy okay i'll I'll explain in the script it's an invention it's a great invention so (laughs) and uh where can people find what do you got going on where where do people find you on instagram or yeah yeah on instagram at just for a minute just for a minute and then we'll take a photo so people can yeah and um you know i've got the pro-choice thing going on you know oh, yeah. at, the, the, at the hollywood hotel every tuesday come see me hosting there so we'll put Comedy, the pro-choice we'll put show. The pro-choice it's a t-shirt or a sweatshirt right mm-hmm. so we'll put that merchandise in the description so you can go find that and then it's at jess for a minute tasha's at tasha courtney i'm at d neils d-n-e-a-l-z i do have to promote our patreon before we go Ooh, yeah. uh we just did and oh jess please do our next uh, mimosa stand-up show would you do oh, it oh yeah i'd love to i don't have the date yet it's gonna be somewhere mid-june but we do it so every month down. We do this mimosa stand-up show. If you if if you listeners have listened at all over the last six months, you know <laughs> about it. It's been a blast. This last month was our best one yet. Uh, for our Patreon folks, that episode is live. We uh, we recorded the last stand-up spe- uh, stand-up show awesome. and posted it on our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash the sap T H E S A P. Um, we've got a small but loyal following. We want to keep that growing. There's so much content on the Patreon. We've got episodes pretty much every week. We're releasing new content. So we have an hour and 45 minute stand-up show. Funniest stand-up comedians I know. Just fucking killers. It was a blast. We've got uh, we had musical comedy on it. It was amazing. And then we've got our Friday episodes where it's just either me doing a solo episode or just Tasha and myself super personal stuff stuff that we don't necessarily share with the public so it's all on our Patreon if you have and again people that listen we've got our friends in Iowa right we got Iowa listening and they're all over Vic Kyle uh, Oz we love you guys 
uh, the, our our patrons are such amazing supportive people. Uh, Kylie, Kylie's out there, and uh, and and Ka- Kaya. Kia, Kaya, fuck. Lots I was of fucking, K's. Yeah, there's a lot of K's. <laughs> anyway, the point is, is that a lot of people, some people that have signed up, they go, oh, geez, I like, I didn't know how to do it, but I just figured it out. I know it's a lot that I ask for that you like get out like your credit card and you sign up for Patreon. It's super easy. It's an app. Just go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com. And you download the app and it's just a way for you to support us directly and get more content because I would never want to ask people for like things you know, with nothing in return, but we've done 338 episodes for free and now they've got extra bonus content that's out there so people can go get that. Anything you want to say about that, Tasha? Nope. It's been a blast, right? Yeah, it's been really We've done it for three months now. It's been, it's just fucking crazy to think that people like, because it's like, it's it's cheaper to just go sign up for Hulu and watch whatever fucking shit that they have. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like, they they know they're directly sp- like sponsoring us and getting more content out of it. So you so for all of our new people that sign up, we we send them a handwritten postcard, That's and then nice. they get they get as soon as I release things, whether it's new photos or whatever. Uh, and again, so it's like at least four to six hours of content a month. As soon like they they're just that's just for them and it's just I don't know it's cool I'm glad we finally signed up to do it but of course I'm still trying to build it because I know we're at about one percent of our listeners have signed up and I think they say generally three percent is like the good place to be so if you can get three out of every hundred of your listeners to sign up and I know I listen to a ton of podcasts I know they don't I know I haven't signed up for any of the people and I don't support them so I get it that it's easy to just listen to the free shit but just so you know it does go to like a specific place. And we do appreciate it. And I feel like uh, I'm, I'm hosting a telethon now. But <laughs> anyway, it's, it's important. I'm just going to keep dreaming about that Airstream and taking this show on the road. Well, that's the thing. Is like we're, not asking for, we're not trying to do crazy shit. We're literally trying to do live shows on the road and that's just get awesome. it to a following where we can take out the RV and go do some live shows and do some stand-up. And, and also like have our friends on. Like When we have people that are Patreon listeners or just podcast, podcast listeners in general, when they come out to our live mimosa shows, awesome. it's fucking it's so cool. amazing. That's awesome. They come to the shows. I bet that's like, so fulfilling and just like, ah. Yeah, you know, it's like, wild. Yeah. And then we have podcast guests on. Last show, Raquel Pomplin, she was Playmate of the Year. She had audience met, uh, fans Ooh, coming. Leo, who was last episode, or two episodes ago, he was uh, on Bachelorette. He had uh, fans come to support them. And it's like, I, I would rather just build a community where people come see all of my friends kill it, you know? And the shows are already awesome. It's a tiny venue that we do the mimosa show. So like, those are already fun. If yeah. you live far away and you can't make it to them in person and at least be, you know, part of the backstage community on Patreon. So Anyway, that's all I'll say about promoting that. Um, did I leave anything else on the table? Are we good? No, I we figured it all out. I have to pee so bad. <laughs> Me, Me too. <laughs> we all have to pee. We're all gonna pee together. Very right. full Jess Mulder, Tasha Cordy, Thank you guys I'm Dave so much Neal. for having me. Thank you guys so much. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Yeah. I gotta pee. Yeah. Go so for bad. it. Ah. S A P.